0: Add some fun to your space with ExtraFi, designed in Sweden with focus on quality products built on experience. You're looking at Project 4, their 4th generation of products with super cool colorways to stand out with matching sets to satisfy with a solid B4 bungee, lightweight ergonomic M4 mouse, the K4 keyboard is fantastic, all of which are performance focused, and finish it off with colorful GP4 mouse mats that are bold in design and smooth on the surface. The retro theme in particular has got the feels. Complete your setup with extra fine. No regrets, guaranteed. I'm in the house. And sector
1: clear. But there is the window. Hate this badge. I'll take the fire through the pillar. Whatever. Play with Parimatch. Parimatch. Your esports teammate. Want to change your loadout? Get new skins? Or maybe cash out? Bitskins.com The best skin site. Just log in with your Steam account, add your dream skins to your cart and pay with crypto, credit card or PayPal through our providers. Need some cash? We got you! Just list your skins, enter your desired price and withdraw instantly with crypto or directly to your Visa credit card.
2: Bitskins.com Buying and selling skins. Simple, fast, and easy. The nice thing about displays they're super high quality and very easy to hang up. All you have to do is mount the magnet they provide you, then just stick the poster on the wall. Every art piece they offer is super collectible and looks great no matter where you place it in your house or room. The wonderful thing about Display is they also look after the environment. Every poster someone buys, Display will plant one tree. They've already planted over 14 million trees and they're still planting. So you're not just getting an awesome poster, you're also helping the environment.
3: TV confirmed episode 66 welcome to my lovely little couch here for this evening i am using an ironing board as a table and uh, we're going to be bringing you all the podcast goodness uh for another 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 show now uh, let's get through the sponsors the people who make this all possible from around the world extra you saw uh, an advert from them right there they actually have a new wireless mouse they're sending it to me it should be here probably tomorrow so we'll give that one a bit of a crack but extra if you want to check out their gear uh, you know where to go. I'm not going to spell it. We've done it enough. We've also got uh, our newest sponsor. We'll put them in second. Why not? Let's mix things up. Let's get a little bit crazy on this Monday night. It's My display
4: it. going crazy. I'm
3: sorry. Yeah, there you go. That's cool. That's like we're talking. We're having some fun. It's a little bit cute. We got cats. We got ironing boards. profs having a big smile on his face. Everything's looking good. But display, if you look in the back, of strikers picture right here behind his head. You can see him on the wall. Metal posters comes in a variation of different goodies. You can get some anime stuff if you're a bit of a chibi-weeby. You get some Counter-Strike stuff, some portraits, some this, that, and the other. And as you see the camera getting focused around there, it is some cat time. But that's Displate, the uh, newest sponsor of the show. BitSkins. Do you like skins? I know all you little Zoomers out there like skins. Well, BitSkins, you can head over there, you can buy, you can trade, you can sell some CSGO uh, skins and items. So check them out as well. And last but not least, Parry Match. Gamble responsibly. Uh that's the sponsors, and this is the show. Tonight, no guests, as you can see. We just have the regular panel of Lucas the
5: producer. Drum roll, please. That, that, should I make the yeah, drum roll? In post. Okay. No, do it in
3: post. Yeah, do okay. it in post. We do it in post. Say hi, Lucas.
5: Hello, guys.
3: How are you feeling, Lucas? I am alive. Well, Lucas is not feeling too well, guys. So send him your love. Prof, uh, heard you're a little bit under the weather as well, mate. How, how are you doing? Uh doing better
6: as uh as soon as Astralis is eliminated from I Am Winter, so I wow. don't have to watch them anymore. Wow. I was thinking about some, some team we can flame, and then I was like, NIP, and fuck, NIP is still in the tournament, then I'll be Astralis. Right?
3: We're going to be nice to NIP tonight, though. That's going to that's gonna be nice. Are you feeling in a good mood today, Striker? to be nice to NIP? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have a reason to be nasty to NIP. Have you, you ever grown a full beard before, Striker? Uh,
4: I mean, depends on what you call a full beard. I guess nothing too
3: much not like than... Forest. I you know, heard, uh,
6: Chad, you're you're doing a beard experiment next year. No, next it's not year an is
3: we had a beard before. I used to have a beard, but uh, I'm gonna bring it back, you know. I'll bring back the beard. We'll see. You got a coma, you gotta put the creams in there, you gotta moisturize your face. It does get does get a little bit too much, but enough about me, uh, the number one narcissist in Counter-Strike, <laughs> ex-girlfriend. Um but uh, yeah, let's 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 talk counter. I always forgot how we do this whole thing. Um, all right, so we're all here. Everyone's having a good time. Last time we did this, we we're in person over there in Blast and we had a guitar solo in the background. This time we don't have a guitar solo. We have a, a love a lovely Lent microphone thanks to Fragbite. Prof, do you want to do the shout-out for me?
6: Uh, thanks, thanks to Kale from Fragbite. Um, that's all I'm I'm gonna say. I also okay. use this opportunity to to say that I'll no longer uh, make fun of his uh, the state of his apartment. This is this is where this is where it stops. He made this uh, made this uh, nice offering to us to to a supply you with a, with a nice microphone during quarantine. You can't go out. You can't do anything. So uh, I think th- this is a nice time to stop that uh, running joke that I have.
3: Okay. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Now, uh, look, boys, you guys know where I am right now. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm at IM Winter. I'm here in the hotel with the players and we have plenty of Snickers bars. So I just thought I'd bring one of those across here uh for for today's conversation um i think we can get straight into things right we have to run the bumper right lucas all right recent news let's get into it well strikers out chasing some pussy right now uh, so we will take a little <laughs> bit of a look here and uh, get things underway <laughs> With the Counter-Strike conversation. Here he is. He's back. That was quick. That was quick, that man. That was real quick. Damn. That, happened? that
6: That's how the editor-in-chief gets things done.
4: He
3: that's how that's how He that's how fuck
6: around, around here. Or he does. No. One of the two. Straight to the point, man. In and oh. out. The thing Dubai. is, like,
4: the second we went live, like, I have by Bob's cat. She's going back uh, to, to her place. And, like, literally as soon as we live, we went live. She's just started going crazy. Just, like, going around, like, trying to. Key that's the like the cable from the microphone, and everything. So, I just had to go get like a plastic mouse that she just like plays with and stuff like that. So, that's uh,
3: you're gonna love it when you get to see this one a little bit later. Uh, it's gonna be okay, <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna really enjoy it. We'll leave it for there for now. Um, and you can you can take a look once the once the VOD's up. Um, boys, <laughs> we, we obviously have a lot to talk about here. Um, I Let's just get through the recent news. Let's get through it. And then once we're through the recent news, we can get and sink our teeth into some of the hotter topics at the moment here. Because there is a lot to talk about, a lot of the same topics we talked about previously, but we're going to rehash them. Uh, we've we got like NAF. Uh, you're okay with that? No, I, I said we like to do that. We oh, like okay, to Oh, okay. Things. Yeah, I, I'm a essentially
6: the whole time. The, the, yeah, essentially, yes.
3: So we're going to start with uh, NAF extending his uh, contract with Liquid. Now, I don't know about you two boys, I didn't see this one coming. Uh, I actually thought that he was going to go with Stu over towards EG here. So this one caught me a little bit off guard. Uh, how how long did he extend the contract for? Do we know? Was that public? It is uh, until
6: twenty what, through twenty twenty three. I think that was that was the or it's like two to three years. Something yeah, I know like there was like I, a big
4: I, discussion about what it means, and I'm not sure what we. Yeah, let, on, let me but...
6: uh, let me just stick just for one second, and then I can tell you. NAF extends contract says uh through 2024 uh but i checked and it's not until the end it's not until the start of the year it is somewhere in between so let's say somewhere in 2024 he'll be out of his liquid current liquid contract but that's uh fairly long right that's two and a
3: half year yeah well yeah. it's good for him i'm sure based off of some of his performances here, striker that would have been a play maybe they upped up the amount of money to offer him to get him to stay why, why do you think he stayed because it, it didn't seem like that was gonna be the way for some of the rumors i was hearing
4: uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I early on, I, I heard a lot of it. Now, I was just kind of doubted that at Liquid is just going elsewhere. Most of the things pointed to EG for sure. So, but like, I don't know, maybe a week before it actually got announced that he extended, I heard that he might be staying, but it didn't really make sense to me with like the shocks rooms at the same time as well. So, I wasn't entirely sure what was happening there. But I think, I mean, in general, I don't hate the move. I actually like that he's staying because I think, I think overall, even with this. Potential new liquid and all lineup that's been reported. I think that uh, that is a better home than what EG is planning because, especially, I think she's. uh, I think EG is just still kind of trying to figure out what the lineup would be, and maybe Nav didn't like what uh, what's happening over there, so he just like decided to stay with Liquid instead, where his future maybe would have been a little bit more set. So I think that's what happened. It's just uh, kind of like a change of mind um, halfway through it.
3: I think as well, right, uh, I, I think this is me taking it to a personal element here as well. His girlfriend is in Europe, and uh, Liquid obviously have that that facility in the Netherlands, right? So from from a social aspect as well, as, as probably an in-game aspect of having a little bit more certainty in life, right? I, I think the Nitro rumors, they would be pretty cool if they are true, right? Uh, so we've got Nitro, Alige, Naf, those three back together. And then the conversation, right, we heard Vinny's name in there for the mix for a while. Now it's Shocks. That one there, I think, is, is the jury... In or out on that one? Where are we on on the whole shock situation? Do we think that's a actual possibility here?
4: I think it's I think it's pretty much confirmed that he's going there, especially with uh I mean the, the report that he was basically locked in was even before Naf uh, extended the contract, so I feel like it's just both of them. Even though it doesn't really compute to me because I felt like it was kind of a like one for one replacement that Shocks was just approached as a replacement for Naf, um, and now that it seems like both are both of them are going to be in the team, I'm not. I guess that's the biggest problem for me. I actually don't mind Shocks being in a lineup like that. Um, I'm just curious about how they would solve that from a role perspective because there's definitely going to be some clashes between those two and I'm not sure how they're going to solve them because I feel like Nap is a versatile player, so he's probably going to be able to kind of like move around and just kind of make, make sure that shocks is a little bit more in his own element because I think Shocks is still a very capable kind of like a semi-lurker, you know, that kind of a, that kind of a player. Uh, I think he still has a lot of game sense for like late game situations and clutches and stuff like that. So I think he's a very useful piece uh, in, in, even in a top team, even at this uh, at this point in time. So that's my biggest concern about how they're going to make it work with those two.
3: I think as well here, if Nitro comes in, they're looking at OC though. So Nitro is not going to be orping. He might go back to be able to do what he was doing once upon a time when he was first a star or an upcoming star in North America, right? Where he's a bit more of an aggressive rifler. Right, so him, Eliege, and OC is is the rumor of the alt player they want to get. But I swear that they tried to get OC before. At least there was conversations about it for a period of time there, and it never really came to fruition. So mm-hmm. I, I wonder what's changed there to want to get him from Extra Salt, and that kind of would be a a really big blow to Extra Salt, right? When you when you look at the flip side of things, because if if he goes, well, yeah, Floppy's there, Fang's there, you've got JT in the mix, right? Marky's there as well. But it feels like OC is the one that we're talking about quite significantly when we talk about Extra Salt. So prop from that side of things does oc make sense for this team and if it does actually i don't know is he is he is he going to be a fit for this team it's interesting i mean
6: who else i guess they need an opper,
3: definitely i think they definitely need an opper.
6: uh nitro you can say that he did op in the past but their oping was very it wasn't a very op centric uh team definitely so add that onto the opportunity that you can get an up and coming NA upper and if there is one player in NA right now that d- deserves uh a chance in a tier 1 team that's OC uh, I think like the NA scene in general had a lot of problems with like oh are we giving a lot enough opportunity to the to the up and coming players um, and this, if you don't give him this chance now, then wh- when, like <laughs> there, there's, there's not going to be a better, better pickup, I feel like for, for Liquid and for the role that they, that they need. So that kind of makes sense. And then you, if you think about it, like, uh, maybe the, the trio, like map control trio being like Nitro, Elish and OC, and then you have the shocks and Naf as being like the lurky boys on different parts of the map. I, I feel like it can work. Even though, yeah, originally I also agree with Striker. Like, Naf talks kind of similar. Uh, that being said, I think just not having Vinian and having Naf instead boosts the firepower uh, a lot. Is and it that blowing you the... away, though? Like, do you think it's the not, team... It's not blowing me away. There's still a lot of potential pitfalls. Nitro being the first one. We have no idea how that's going to work. Splia as an in-game leader coming from a different game. Like, not being up to, up-to-date on the meta. Not being... Uh, like mechanically, I don't know how that's going to translate. Obviously, is shooting in a video game and clicking mouse one. So uh, there's going to be something there, but is it going to be is it going to be super impressive? Considering like when he left, he wasn't the most exciting individual player. Um, he did
3: sacrifice a lot there, right?
6: Yeah, that is true. And he's then game leader, so maybe he doesn't have to do it. But you you know, there's a lot of question marks. And then shocks as well. For me, it's like a cultural thing. I don't know how that's gonna how that's gonna work out right um well, also so yeah where they definitely question living,
2: right? marks
6: yeah i don't know how that's going to work I'm, I'm saying there's a lot of question marks they're not for me they're not going to be a team that i'm going to say oh they're going to be the top five contenders for next year but they might be but i'm not gonna i wouldn't presume that they would be let's say
3: they had a lot of work to do i think right and then this uh uh, this opens up a couple of conversations, right? Because the other team with EG, the rumors I'm hearing around that is automatic making a return and joining up with Stewie again, and then Cirque and Breeze, and then depending on the fifth, right? That's that's the rumors I'm hearing over there at the EG. So much I think.
6: much worse than this liquid up, I
3: have to say. You think? Not not excited about that at all. I mean, th- that's do of- lead. I wouldn't mind that in a new project. I don't hate that. You're not sold it's- on it about who are you excited about on that lineup? Of- i think i don't think breeze is done yet i just don't think he was motivated I, I look i think the biggest issue with that team was stan right and and i i think that he didn't put in enough work for the team and i'll probably come out and get told this is fucking conjecture sure but the thing is the way that it looked it didn't look like from a player or the way that they're approaching a game perspective that the team was in it it, it just to me didn't look that way and i don't know what was going on i don't know what the issues were within the team but i can only i can only speculate on what i could see and i I just think like they lost a bit of the the hunger and passion for it. The, you know, you're losing Ethan. All the players are kind of falling away. If you don't do something to keep your head above water, then shit's gonna be a bit of a mess. And I I think it was a mess. I, I think the EG were on a decline. They had the the peak with the uh, the New York event, and then everything since then was basically downhill since that point. Since that point. And I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't think it's just just Stan's fault, but. I think that uh, when you look at Breeze, he's still a very good player. I think Cirque can still be a very good player. I I I don't think they're done just yet. I understand what you're saying. Automatic, as long as he's not orping, you know, he could definitely return to being a good rifler. Um He's won a major, right? Yeah. I don't know. We I, I don't know if I want to throw like, that away do, too quickly. Do you think that
6: automatic would be a better player than Grim? Let's say, like I, I'm not even sold on that. Yeah. Okay. Deal.
3: That's fair enough yeah that's that's fair enough I, I i couldn't at this very moment you couldn't say that automatic would be a better player than grim right that would be a very misinformed statement to make yeah fair enough well that that is the the room other project the the i made a tweet about this though right i i, I came up with one that was like i think i called it like the next in line or some shit okay. and i think i had rush as like reinventing himself in some form mm. of a, a career arc like apex but let's say rush doesn't want to go as well yeah, Taco as well. Let's say Rush doesn't want to do that. Let's just say Daps for argument's sake, because we know that he can create like a good system, right? We know that Daps can do that with players and he has a good approach to the game. Let's say we had Daps there as that individual as opposed to the coach. I've heard some things about Obo, uh that he's gone a bit off reservation. I don't have any verification on that. That's just a couple of rumors I've heard that he's gone a bit off reservation. So let's rule Obo out. He was on a team. I don't know what that means. It means uh, a lot of things. It means however you want to yeah. translate it right now that um, but,
6: that means one of those things that you don't want to say so using uh,
3: alternative terms for it yeah okay. that, that that works right there alternative terms so let's let's say that we have grim right we get grim in the mix right i think that okay. he's, he's and put him in positions he actually wants to play okay junior i think he got didn't get a fair crack of the whip right he went over there and he was playing in fury and everyone's like well junior's fucking washed now well no he went to a brazilian speaking team where he was expected to perform in a team where he didn't speak the language and then they were meant to, it just makes absolutely no sense. Uh, floppy, okay. So right, we've got Daps, we've got Floppy, we've got uh, Grim, we've got Junior. And then if we kind of oboe, let's say Fang, let's give Fang a crack. I don't. I, I think that Fang could be a player with a bit of potential over there. I. I but this is the, the next gen, right? This isn't meant to be like a blowing the pops of the charts away here. This is kind of grabbing a couple of the rosters and the loose pieces we have right now. And, and blending them together and trying to build something. And I think that
6: is essentially what where extra salt is heading, if you ask me. Like he, if O.C. leaves, Junior is probably the player that's going to come in. And then you have Floppy there, you have Fang, you have Marky, right, and then J.T. has the I.G.L. So I think that that's kind of the future of NA, that team is going to be like the third wheel, maybe the second wheel, if EG doesn't, doesn't show up. So, um, maybe, maybe there is something along those lines, maybe one or two more roster changes can essentially be the team that you're talking about. Grim is a player, like, where does he land? If he's up for grabs, if Liquid don't want to hold him on a contract for like six months, then he's probably gonna just join a team for free or for a minimal buy out fairly soon and he could probably like bolster a team like extra salt right
3: yeah yeah i think that north america right now they they have some some moves they can make but interesting to see how that one all shakes out and we can uh, keep this one moving peacemaker no longer with complexity i think we expected this one to be happening here striker it's just a matter of time until all those pieces dissipated
4: yeah i mean i think it's it's no secret that like complexity we're just looking to move on to like some completely other project right so i think Peacemaker moving out was just kinda of like the last I don't know, the last contract they had to get to, to get rid of essentially to to kind of like put that roster completely behind. So um yeah, no surprise there. Curious about what um his future, what there what, what's in his future because wasn't he rumored to be in that fucking Brazilian reunion last dance? He still could be though, right? Apparently right.
3: that's still happening. Like apparently that's happening just not with Cold Zero. Yeah. Like I think Bolts is in the conversation now. I think Furs in the conversation. I think uh, F and X is still somehow in the conversation. So it is it is possible, um, oh, yeah. right? It is it is possible he could end up there. Um, but yeah, look, we I, I I don't even feel we need to give that team conversation right now. Like until no. it manifests, then we can then we can start the conversation. But until then, we probably just just leave that one to to one side. So, yeah, for Peacemaker, I, I think the biggest thing around this was, Prof, you saw that he was getting a lot of shtick uh, on social media. Um I don't know if you you caught this. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it was uh
6: I feel like it's a bit funny when people go on and like make a giga obvious joke, making fun of someone's career and then being like, oh, why are you getting so upset? It's just a joke. Like your joke is. My career is a joke, so that's not gonna be funny to me, right? Uh, I feel like that—that was—that was a bit, uh, maybe too much, not too much. I mean, you can say Peacemaker breaks teams, blah blah, but if Peacemaker comes and calls you out, then just say say it to his face again, right? Don't be a pussy about it. Uh, I mean, I, for for me, Peacemaker—I've heard a lot of bad stuff, especially from the earlier days. I've heard some better stuff from like 2018 onwards, but he got into the Danish scene. Well, but recently I also, it sounded good. Yeah, right? but I, I also heard
3: recent critiques.
6: I also heard that he clashed with with some players in, in more recent teams as well. And that kind of leads to, you know, you lose maybe one very good player. And then the team is like, oh, who do we replace him with now? And then that leads into a, into a bad direction. So I'm not saying he is like a team breaker, but they're also there are also some situations that maybe he didn't uh, play
3: ideally, I'd say, in, in some more recent teams. So, well, whatever. I think the track record as well, like if you look at the amount of teams that he's coached, he's probably coached the most amount of teams out of any coach. I, I'm trying to think if any, anybody else comes to mind. Is there anybody who we think has coached as many different teams as Beastmaker? Uh, not really.
6: Not on, not on this level, I don't think so.
3: No, so There's
6: that guy, David, if you know, from like uh, ESEA Premier Advanced Teams. He would coached like literally 20, 30 teams. That's just North American teams there, right? But even Australian, oh, like, that's just, I think he yeah, coached okay. like finest. He coached like so many teams. Okay.
3: All right. Well... I think here a big part of it is like if you just looked at the track record, right, where you think, okay, well, what what could be the issue with this? But from the players that I've spoken to, most of them only have good things to say about Peacemaker, right? And the one of the biggest issues I have is, and this is not a coach's problem. If I was a coach, I'd be holding as many cards close to my chest as I could. The way that they want to coach and set up systems and approach the game and the way that they do their job is one of the most highly guarded things that we have, right? They're not going to come out here and say, this is how we do it because that's giving away the secrets, right? So. One of the problems that they have from a a front-facing scenario is we don't know. Like We we just don't know. It is whatever critiques they get from players in public. Yeah, this guy was good. This guy did this. And most of the time, those players are probably only going to say good things in public anyway because everybody has skeletons in their closet, right? So if you were a shit player and you didn't work hard, um, and you could say something nice about the coach. He's not going to come out and say something nasty about you, right? This is the stuff here goes on, uh, in the, in the backdoor conversation. So in terms of what people do and and how good they actually are, unfortunately for a coach and analyst, right. It's really quite difficult. We can't see your workings, right? It's like we're having a maths quiz and you you can't tell us how you got to X. We we just have absolutely no idea. So, um, I think that is an issue, uh, around this for them maybe that's why some people are sending you know material before they make the move to a new team i don't know um <laughs> you, you can look at things however you want but yeah that out of of reference there we go guys uh we'll keep this one moving we don't have to spend too long on that and i i think i hope what i said was fair i was trying to take a bit of an impartial stance right there and kind of lay out a couple of bits and bobs uh why is sponge sitting properly like this because if i lean back guys i'm on a couch and i'd be too far away from the mic so i have to sit up straight i'm sorry i'm sorry um okay moving into uh, another bit of coach news and another play another coach that we only have the reference points off of uh, what we assume, right? Is, is Kassad. He's now a free agent, no longer with extremum. So he can, uh, it, it's a good time of year for him to become a free agent. Same for peacemaker, because we know that there's a lot of moving and shaking going on right now within the uh, counter-strike ranks. So the two of these pl- names out there and quite well-known names in the coaching departments could be looking to find themselves on, on some teams, right? So is there any obvious places for Kassad here, striker that you think that he could be going immediately? Like if he probably wouldn't be announcing in such a way if he'd already been making a couple conversations in the back rooms, right? This is like a "Hey, I'm out here and see what offers come his way" type scenario.
4: I mean, one place that seems like seems like an obvious choice would be G2, especially because like they've already kind of like had those rumors that Emmy could be joining them. So obviously, there's that Serbian connection, and uh, and they played together uh, however many years ago, years ago, eight years ago with Nico, and obviously there's a lot of connection there. So. Um, I mean that's that's the most obvious place for him to go. I don't know if that's where G2 wants to go, but considering that, if the Emmy rumor rumor is true, and I don't know if it is, but um, if it's true, then I feel like Kassad is even a step up compared to a guy like Emmy, who's maybe not as proven as Kasad, who. You know just Kas- doing
3: in game leading right they're with fpx up until this point
4: yeah exactly i mean Emi has coached the crazy lineup before right so it's not like he has zero experience in the job but you know kassad is somebody who's obviously been with uh 100 thieves and uh, and renegades before that for its number of years and you know until now until extreme when they were doing well right so it's a uh, um it's not like he has a he has a terrible track record even though it's like blight the latest year might not be the 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 best uh resume for him right now uh, but yeah, other than that, I don't really know whether there is another place for him uh, at the moment. I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head, unless like one team that's without a coach would be like Copenhagen Flames. But obviously, you kind of would probably rather want a Danish guy to 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 coach that that lineup. Well, they had pizza, um,
3: right until he went until he went yeah, over there. I don't the know dignitas, how right?
4: I don't know how the communication worked there if Pitta was uh, was good enough in Danish or if they spoke in English. I have no idea. Um, obviously, like. I don't know, as a coach, maybe you don't need to necessarily be super into the communication and stuff like that. And you can just like work with them um, behind the scenes in English, and that's not going to cause too many issues. But in general, I guess if you have a full Danish line, you kind of want to have a full uh, a Danish coach as well. Um, and I other mean, than that, I can't even think of anybody who doesn't have a coach. And I think now.
6: NIP now right. there's they're saying goodbye to Threat, but that's also Swedish well, he's saying, right? But he's changing role. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah. So heroic is not like on this like weird thing with Exist, but that's also a Danish team. So you don't want an international coach. Uh Liquid has a Dren. Uh, there's OG, the rumors with Malik, and they have DAPs. So um no GEG. EG, what did I say? Um so there's not, yeah, there's not a lot of um a lot of places where you could go. Fnatic has Kita. I don't think they're going to change with the with the British guys. This is just like looking at the top top 30 teams. I don't know if I'm missing something a bit lower currently in Europe.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's, this, there's the ecstatic team who has Trace, but I don't know. I don't know how much Trace has been able to do there. Obviously, like a guy who's only got into the job. So I have no idea like if there's um, yeah, I mean, there could be a place for improvement.
6: They kind of exploded on the on the rankings since he joined uh, him and Wolfie, so I don't think that would be like a thing to change. Yeah, now. So,
3: so yeah, there there's not a lot of uh, a lot of not options. obvious names anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, we'll leave the coach talk for now. I'm sure we can return to a little bit later in the show. That's uh, the bulk of the recent news. Let's get into where we left off on last week's show. Uh, so, on, was it last week? It was last week. It was last. Sunday. Okay. You don't want to talk I'll about? Fi- Flusher? I'll find
5: my guitar now, guys.
3: Oh, uh, well, we can talk about Flusher. He wasn't here in my recent news. Yeah, that just happened recently. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, all right. I'll let you talk this time, Prof. Uh, okay, we can talk about Flusher Now, he wasn't ever signed. To, well, apparently they had an org, right? That, that was the whole situation. Apparently they did have an org over there, but we never found out who people, the organization was. People have
4: such a hard time believing that they did have an org because of how ridiculous like this whole situation has been. They've been literally like... With an org, but with an unnamed org for like a year or whatever it is when they first uh, got this team together, right? But they do have an organization. They actually have contracts and salaries and everything. People might not believe it, but they do.
3: So that means Flush are now leaving the team is still contracted to yes. an org that we don't know. Until yep. the end of 2023. Sorry, for no. another year. How are they getting no, paid years. to be in an org that didn't advertise themselves? It
6: happens. <laughs> what know. the fuck? I mean to be honest like orgs like extremum did exist officially but still didn't have like any any like sponsors or anything so it's not a big difference if you look at it that way. Do we oh, can we talk about that? What you um, want talk about extremum? What Extreme? was it was it like like a CS money or something like that? Yeah, there I was, I think so. There was like a big betting something not skin site that was behind the, behind the, the company yeah. Yeah. I think it was uh, CS money. So I, so maybe I don't know. I, I'm
3: not I'm not certain, but I think it so. Was. Maybe
6: BitSkins is behind
3: the Gorillas. Who knows? Maybe, maybe is it are you joking? But it could be possible. I suppose I don't know. It's esports at certain stages is about who you know, not what you know, right? So for them to have been getting a salary for this period of time, it's interesting with Flusher leaving, right? Like he was the one who started this project, and JW just joined with his old mate, right? So I know he didn't just join, but it feels like it as far as Gorilla news goes. So this is um curious where where could flusher go right the thing is i wish that flusher went and did like a taco story went and grabbed a bunch of the younger swedish guns and then like brought up a team like that that's what i wanted to see happen with some of these names right that's what i like if get right kept playing that's what i wanted to see happen flush would be the type of guy to do it though wouldn't he like he 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 would be the type who could be an in-game leader for a team like that actually impart a lot of knowledge grab some of these youngsters i don't know i'm not sure where he could go
6: i Any... have no idea like i, I think his Status tanked so much during the scorillas thing but like before that I could see him going a lot of places. Uh now I'm not really sure. So it probably has to be something like, like what you what you mentioned, like a domestic smaller project or something like that, or maybe a team like an org that got a lot of investment money and now wants to sign some like big names combined with some new names that could maybe do something or something like that. Like someone that needs to establish themselves. Not, I don't think it can be like a big org, like re-entering CS and now they're going to sign Flush cloud and nine. Cloud9, nine, let's say.
3: I don't think that makes a lot of sense. End up back there again. Okay. Well, for Flush, we'll have to wait and see. I don't think we, do you got anything on this Striker? We can we can leave this? Uh, no, no, not particularly, but also one more
4: thing that they, that, Kind of came out out of, um, out of that is that jw is also leaving that team he was kind of like listed oh. as a stand-in and not stand-in i don't know what whatever, whatever the fuck fact, the, fact the situation was he wasn't even contracted but he's actually leaving for the next year as well so like this gorillas team is like once again without like two players and just changing players again so in um next left the team the could army be...
3: for this <laughs> no, <laughs> no, true. No. he left the army for this i well, mean he no. can go back at any point so yeah, that's <laughs> true poor sergey Finish Counter Strike. Whatever happened to those guys? Probably. And it was all a fluke. All okay. A fluke. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move forward here, shall we? Let's jump into where we were last time. So, if you joined us on last week's episode, we were uh, thank thank Blast. Or thank Blast for putting us up uh, in the in the mezzanine level. We were overseeing the arena as they were rehearsing. The guitar man was out there, ready and raring to go. They were given a bit of a crack just to get the acoustics of the arena. Uh, we had Carrigan on the show, Batman. As it were, so that was great to have that going on. I was feeling miserable as all hell, and uh, I felt miserable as all hell all day. So that was good fun, Um, but we got through it. We didn't get to do a a long show. We also weren't able to to bang through all of the content which we normally would, like the quiz and the power match matchmaker and all that jazz. So we'll make sure we do it today. Um, I apologize to anybody who was coming here specifically to see those last week. So we'll we'll make sure we get to them now. But it was a. The last three teams, right, in the event, and uh, Na'Vi were were the ones we all thought were going to win, and we were talking about how it could be possible for them to lose, and through that whole conversation, it was Astralis versus uh, Vitality, and then it was uh, Na'Vi versus Vitality, right? So uh, I I guess we can start with the Astralis versus Vitality portion of this. Uh, the problem is the the perspective of Astralis then is now tainted by what we saw this week. So we're in a little bit of an issue with this. So maybe we save the Astralis chat, um, where I am, Winter. Yeah, and we do the Vitality chat. Uh, oh, let's just do the final. We'll just do the final, right? Yeah. Um, and we can talk about that. So, so Na'Vi continue to be the unstoppable Na'Vi, but they did lose a map, right? They lost Nuke. They ended up losing Nuke. They lost their streak. I think we all thought it was going to happen eventually, but I didn't expect it to happen there with the circumstances around Vitality now. But the thing that I like about Vitality on the tail end of this year is they're still playing good Counter-Strike, even with those circumstances surrounding that. So, massive props to them. Like Massive props to them for still coming here, playing the best Counter-Strike they can, not letting the organizational decision change the hard work they put in. Because a lot of people at that point would just just be mentally quitting, right? These guys are doing actually quite the opposite. Um, So to to take Na'Vi out there and actually make the series interesting, otherwise it would have been quite the boring final. Uh, Where where do you land on all this, Prof?
6: Um, I mean, it was was overall a good match. Uh, I think what you're talking about Vitality and you watch Apex even now, uh, like I am winter he's getting like super tilted when they lose rounds yeah, it doesn't feel like doesn't feel like a dead team even though we know it is it it almost just like unlocked a, a new level in the team in terms of okay, this shit happened this team is gonna last for like two two more months, but let's actually make the most out of it and maybe they're not practicing as much actually like playing practice matches, but they are preparing for matches like there's no chance for for me to. For them to go into matches with just like no prep and play like this. they I, I think they're still p- putting a lot of hours in, into like preparing for opponents and making game plans and sticking to game plans and stuff like that. So
3: it's not as as if they're playing like a bug team or anything. They're playing like a proper team. On that point, like Matt, for example, one of the analysts, well, 1.6 legend, he's still with them here. Xtaz is yeah. here. But they still have their entire crew here, right? They're just going through business as usual, which I, I respect the fuck out of. And on that yeah. Apex point as well, I, res- I like... I've said it once i'll say it again like i never thought he would be able to do what he's done with his career like it, mad respect for what he's been able to achieve and the type of counter he's playing at one point in this tournament after like the first day i think he was like the highest rated player in the tournament right strike yeah. so um it, there, there's quite... another thing to, just to add like yeah
6: you have to you have to take a look at blast and the way that the matches went like the teams that played two matches in one day versus the teams that play one match in one day because Unlike like IEM, where it's mostly the same teams, like if you play two matches, then your opponent in the second match also played two matches. Here it was always someone's playing the early match and then you're playing another match later in the day and the other team's coming in fresh. And not only are you coming, they coming in fresh, you have like no time to prepare. And for the final, it was actually kind of ridiculous that Apex. Literally finished the game with Astralis. And DeVito, yeah It did like blah blah. Let's congratulate. And like 60 seconds later, it's like, oh, come over here. We're doing the video It's like, what the actual fuck?
3: It's an like, entertainment standpoint, that one there isn't it? It's like the hook to keep people around for the game to start. That's I understand,
6: kind of... but that's like why I, I I don't I don't really agree with that. Like give him 10 minutes to like go and like go through his notes or whatever. Like at that moment, it's not like he had all of his shit ready with him while he was playing Astralis. Like, uh, if, in case we win Astralis, then there's another note for like the Navi Veto. I don't think he was ready for it either. It seems like they were surprised by it as well. Like, it tweeted about it. I'm sure they were told, but after you just played a long series against. It's Astralis, like, yeah, we're going to do forgot. it straight after that. It doesn't mean like 60 seconds after yeah. this is like one of these situations where I have to back the players for for this being kind of kind of ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I feel like who the fuck knows? Navi, Navi have definitely, Vitality have been the team to show the most against Navi so far, uh, which is which is kind of crazy. So who knows if uh, if things were maybe different? If this was another day, maybe there's uh, a chance for them to to pick up an upset, like an actual upset. But yeah, Navi win again, and I guess we can talk about Navi. So wherever Striker, if you want to take it from here, I don't know. Seems like you wanted to add something.
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, I wanted to add something on Vitality I'm, I've forgotten in the meantime, because it was like five minutes ago that I was thinking about it, That I just
2: uh, uh, lost my train of thought. You.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, in general, like, seeing them lose Nuke, especially the way that they did, that was surprising for sure. Navi, um, I didn't expect them to just get blown out, you know, but I thought even when it was coming to, I don't know, what whatever the score was, like, really one-sided score, right? Uh, I thought, okay, Navi is just going to at least start pulling back and, you know, make it a close one at least. And and like the same thing we saw with G2 when they were trailing a lot, even Vitality before that, when they were at the Major, um, when they played the first or whatever, like uh, the quarterfinals at the Major, like both times, even when they started really badly, like they still pulled it back. And especially like when they went over to the CT side, right? But like Vitality just kept up the pressure and just like won the won the key rounds and never let them get back into the into the map. So that was a um, that was a surprise because I thought Navi would uh, would just extend the streak there. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have too many issues. Yeah, generally super impressed with Vitality keeping up this kind of form and even looking better to a degree. Maybe this it, it has to do with uh like the pressure or lack of it anyway. A bit of looseness that, now. Yeah, exactly. That they are just uh a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Not not as many fucks given. You know, not not down as much pressure for the young young guys. You know who. Obviously had a lot of pressure on them before that, especially Kyojin, you know, as the new guy and kind of like the guy that a lot of people criticize and even Miss Suda, you know, like he had a really big period in online, but when he came back to line, it wasn't so great. So like, I think this situation has almost helped. It's kind of been a blessing in disguise for Vitality um, that uh, there's not as much pressure on them in general and they can take things a little bit looser um, after what was kind of a rough period at one point for them. So um, to impress with them, and I mean, Navi, like, what do you even say about Navi at this point? Like, they just seem so said, unbeatable,
1: yeah.
4: Like, I don't even know, like, it's just one of those things, right? Like, if this team has so much individual power that, like, you just don't know how they're gonna get beaten, you know, like, not consistently. Like, sure, they can probably lose a series if a couple of guys. Just go offline and don't really show up you know bit you know has an off series simple is just like normal simple, but like nobody else joins him you know that can happen even to a team like Navi, but it seems like it's it's gonna happen so rarely that like there's it's gonna be hard and I'm curious to see what kind of like what lineups out of like the new ones that we've heard about like the vitality one or or whatever like the Astralis one when they get some okay. time like who's actually going to be the one to to start challenging them next year because I, at this point, I don't know who can
3: yeah I, I agree with that sentiment and one of the things I want to build on here with this is the fact that they do have that firepower right which is now built around simple and electronic the duo that always was but also the system the, remember with the critique for them at one point was their T sides are quite rubbish and it felt like their strategic approach but now it feels like they have a lot of depth there's always a lot of answers that they're able to find here which is quite nice so those two things combined I think I made some references either on the show or on the broadcast that yeah look if you, if you get through all the players and they're not playing well and you're able to beat them and then you're able to get past the system then Blade calls a timeout and then they immediately win the next round, right? So it feels like there's a lot of depth there for Na'Vi. And the last thing I'm sure that all the viewers want, unless you're a Na'Vi fan, is for us to keep fucking gagging on that Na'Vi dick. So we can put that to one side. But one of the sentiments was... And, and this has kind of been taken out of context, I think, by a lot of people on the forums, uh, is the fact that we were kind of saying that this is the start of the Na'vi era. Now, the reason we're saying the start of the Na'vi era, they have to win a lot more for it to be actually an era. But when you look back, and let's say they continue to win for the next six to 12 months, when you look back, this was the start of the era, right? Yeah. This yeah. Was the, so that's why the conversation is is the start of the Na'vi era, because if it does become the era, then this is the beginning. Whereas the Astralis one kind of just happened and we were like, Holy shit, these guys are so fucking dominant. Like this time around, we understand what we're seeing on our screens. So it's not a Navi era, right? Even the players, I think, acknowledge that it's not an era yet. Right? I think they were saying if they win the blast event, then it's starting to kick off. And I, you know, another win for them out of the year means definitely their year um, from probably. But even before the middle of the year, right, a little bit yep. before that. So that right there is is the the sentiment I think. So I don't want people to get crazy thinking, oh, you know, this is it. Haven't been long enough. They haven't won enough tournaments. This, that, and the other. It's just the sense that um, it's if it does, it's it's beginning now. So and it's also um,
6: very realistic to expect it to continue, right? It's not like oh, we have all of these challenger teams now. They need to prove themselves next year against this and this team, like. Even if we're getting a lot of these roster changes, it's unlikely to see Na'Vi in the first couple of months of next year to be like not winning tournaments or at least not being top two, top four at 90% of the tournaments that happen. So if we just have that plus the results here, it's like, this is probably enough to, to, to say that Na'Vi had their era, right? And even if like in March they start falling off, all of these results together, it's like, okay, this is. Maybe it's not the most impressive year of all time, but they're they're getting there. So it just seems very likely to happen anyway. And I think the, the question is like, how can it like who can actually stop them and what can happen for Navi to lose events? Yeah, And then you look at like I posted these stats yesterday about their fucking entry stats. Three players with over 60% entry dual one, which is actually nice. kind of insane. That's kind of insane. Like. Usually, if you have players having 60% plus, that's like passive offers, Like you have the Brokey type, you know, that takes not that many duels, but wins all of them. They have around maybe 70%. These guys have like 60, 65, 69 on Simple. Uh, simple Electronic and Bit are, are the three like most act, active, uh, not most active. Wombich is pretty active, but he's not that successful, right? He's making space. And then even Perfecto has like 51% or some shit. So. It's like you're you're playing 4v5 all the like 5v4 all the time. It's kind of insane. I think for Navi, like we, we need to have a couple of things combined together to actually see them. Like I actually want to see them put under pressure, like to see them in games, like like the G2 game for, for example. a full
3: series, not just a map.
6: Yeah, like yeah. For the G2 game, for example, on on Nuke, where they had a lot of issues, and then we had like. Uh, blade calling four timeouts and then as, as, in the end they managed to figure it out and a, a bit of luck and everything and they they close it out but i want to see more games where they have that but the problem is like how do you put them under pressure when they're just like killing fucking everyone all the time and they're not like it's not like they're lost on the map they know what they're doing so it's very hard to see them actually being put in that position but i, I think the the mental part of the team i feel like that and maybe the the mid-routing and some like problem solving for Boomich. i don't think that is like s tier on the team like i think those are the weak points of navi but we just can't see them being actually exposed because everything else is so fucking good and the other teams are honestly not that good at this moment like no one is that,
3: there there's no actual real challenger for for navi but that's the point i want to grab with next because that's another dialogue i've seen suddenly to creep in now is they're, they're, they're good but nobody else is good at the moment This is what happens, guys. I don't know how long half of your memories are, but when there is a dominant team and you can't beat them, right? You don't just... Keep smashing your head against the brick wall and just trying says, to Everyone
6: just says, fuck them. this and let's change rosters. You right? change rosters to
3: find the key to the success to beat them. That's why these teams are changing rosters because Na'Vi keeps bending them over the fucking table and showing them who's boss, right? That, yeah. that is why these teams are changing rosters because they need to find that little bit for G2. They need that extra, what, let's say 20% to take it to Na'Vi, right? What's that going to be? for vitality apparently they feel they need a bigger change right this is the conversation these teams feel that they need the change to take it to the kings and that is why these changes are happening it's not happening for, for they're not just going oh well let's change roster they're going oh well we want to win so we have to change roster now guys i don't know why my webcam is trash i spent like close to 300 euros on a fucking 4k webcam here and i look like shrek yeah you're right <laughs> uh I don't know. I don't know why I look like Shrek. Instantly. <laughs> I don't know, right? Let's but go. yeah, like that's, uh, that we can, we'll can we fix it for next time around. Uh, maybe my like internet the, from home will be better.
4: There was like the verbal like whiplash of just like hit it, sla- slamming the top of the PC to fix it. Through. It was just like, Chad just like starts blaming the shit out of the webcam camera that just fixes itself.
3: There you go. See, it heard me. But uh, that's that's why that that's why these teams are changing roster, right? That this happens. Like when Astralis was the best, uh, Liquid were trying; they were giving it a crack. They were given, but even Liquid changed roster. Remember, there was Taco, and then they brought in Stewie. These teams changed rosters mm. to try and beat the best team. So don't use your fucking short-minded memories around here and go, not even hard. There's a reason for this. There is a definite reason for this. And Na'Vi, right, them deciding that right now they're going to be the best team in the world is because of their hard work. It's not their problem that nobody else is able to keep up or on the same trajectory or able to do at the same time. Right? This is the way this goes. We don't have roster windows for trades. It's not like everybody at the same point of the year trades players and we get to see, oh, who's the best team? Teams have these contracts like we spoke about with NAF that end... In fucking Narnia, we don't know when they end, right? This is this is something here that is is we don't know, right? And when you have players who can have a tantrum and go, we don't like each other anymore, and then they change team, well then shit is different every single time, right? So let's make sure that we keep these things in mind, right? And we don't we don't get a little bit too too crazy about it. Um, I do want to get into uh a few other bits around blast if if we can. Sure. Are we okay no, with we this? Not. Now, I want to do uh, something I like to call the good-bad sandwich, guys. So what you want to do is you want to butter everybody up. You want to do the good first. Now, the good is the good is that Blast right now, I think without a doubt, are running the most polished events. I don't even think that was a conversation, right? I think in terms of just that overall from top to bottom, they do everything very, very well. A big shout out to obviously Nicholas over there um, and his crew because he is a captain, right? He is the leader of that ship over there, and he will say, no, it's my team, but he's the man with the vision. He's the it's it's top down and he's a lovely human being, right? I think Martin, the guy they have as the producer, also in that room, he loves Counter Strike, and he is the reason that the broadcast is so polished. So great job to Blast; they're doing a really, really good job. Here comes the bad, and this is not directed at Blast. This is directed at the fans. Now uh, let's get into this because I, I, you know, I had (laughs) some fun. This is what you were waiting
4: for the entire time.
3: I had some fun with this. I had some fun with this. Everybody. Um, here's, here's, the, here's the fun part of this, right? Uh, there's, there's a few things I really want to sink my teeth into too. Let's start with the first. You guys all type blast major. Okay, when I just said right now that they run the most polished events, I think that we would all assume if they were pitching for a major, the Valve would likely give them a major. Now, let me tell you, they're not pitching for a major. That's why they don't have a major. So when you say blast major, That is great. They're like, yes, everybody thinks we should run the highest caliber event, but they're not pitching for a major. So you you can't sit here and expect them to run a major and be like, oh my God, why did they give it to this company when they're currently not pitching for a major? So that that right there, you guys need to understand that. You need to understand that. That is something that you all need to be able to get through your heads. And they also run smaller events than other TOs. They don't run 24-team events. They don't run 16-team events. They run eight-team events. It's much more manageable. You need to understand this. Now, I got really mad this morning when I asked you guys for questions and you all gave me dumb cunt questions, right? But then I went to the gym. I had a shower. I thought about things. And here's the thing. You guys listen to people like us to understand what's going on. So that means that we are doing a bad job of informing you. We are doing a bad job of giving you the correct information to have the correct opinions and have the correct sentiments. So we need to do a better job. So instead of me getting mad at you, I am mad at myself. I need to do a better job of making you understand. Now, sponge fully member mentality on this right now. It's like, no,
6: it's not them. It's me. I need to do
3: more. I I need to do better. We need to, because that's the thing. If people at home are sitting here thinking this is the case and getting mad at this, that, and the other, right? I need everybody to try and look at this from a TO perspective. To run an RMR event, if you're Blast or ESL, it interferes with the way that you've set up your own circuit. You do not just run an event on a weekend because you want to run an event. Both of these companies have clear circuits they want to run. The EPT and the Blast circuits are very clear. They all build into each other. Next week, we have the Blast finals. It's a very important event for them. Unfortunately, not an arena. We know that, but that is not their issue. That is the circumstance of the world. To run an RMR or to run a major is a lot of resources going elsewhere and something you don't make money on. You don't make money on these things, right? there's, There's no money in an RMR. And there's, there's nothing good comes from it. You all just shit on these companies that run these events. So why would they ruin their own circuit, do extra work for an event where if they run it even slightly, not to your standard, you will shit all over them? Why would they do that? Why would you cut off your nose to spite your face, as my mother would say? So that right there is the first thing I want to point out one more time. They are not pitching for majors. That's why they don't have a major. Should they have a major? Yes. But they need to pitch for a major to have one. They run the highest quality right now. That's quite clear. Yeah. Everybody but at Chad, home get
6: that. Are you saying that the 2022 majors are not going to be by blast? I Is don't
4: know.
3: She... I don't know. The rumors but I'm unlike, hearing... It's
4: unlikely, though.
3: That's the rumors I'm hearing. That next year, it's very unlikely that they are blast majors. To be right? honest, like, a lot of these majors have been pitched...
6: Two years ago, yep. before COVID, when we when we supposed to have these four majors, none of them were supposed to be decided and then COVID hit, then the first major was supposed to be uh, ESL Rio, then that didn't happen, that got delayed, delayed, pushed back, cancelled, maybe still happening, we don't know, and then like, ah, uh, PGL is doing this, and we kind of presumed that PGL was supposed to do a major and that year was 2020, like the second major in the year that was supposed to be that major. And then we got him now, got it now in 2021, maybe in a different location. But we suppose that all of those majors that got pitched like two and a half years ago are going to be probably, with maybe some changes if someone pulled out, are going to be the majors that we have next year. Uh, and then if, of course, BLAST didn't apply for them back then, then they can't have them now. Then we we yeah if if nothing
3: opens 2023 up, maybe 2024 yeah. maybe right they, yeah. because if they continue to go up and up in terms of their scaling right then they, they maybe they would maybe they're going to change their approach in the future but we can only talk about what we know now right and and, and yeah. that's what we're talking about what we know now
4: I wonder Here's, if by yeah. the way just to yeah just to piggyback off this I wonder if that's like their next step you know just like obviously they've set up this circuit and they have these partner teams and you know obviously there's this is like very well thought out and and they have like this whole system and you know. Uh, I wonder if that's going to meet if like the way that they get to a major, they start pitching for a major is that they start running bigger events. You know, we start, we start seeing them run like an item Winter type tournament where there are 16 teams, you know, and, and just like, so that they get some experience of running these, these events, because like, obviously they've always run such a, like kind of a unique format, even like, obviously if, if you go back to blast pro series, like that was like, best especially if you look at rolling. the arena, Yeah, yeah. If, if you look at how they set up the arena, they had every single team. Like the, the setup in the arena was fit for every single team there, right? And obviously that wasn't necessarily the case here, but it was still kind of like a a two setup or four setup uh, a, a stage and stuff like that. Uh, and um, just look, not not in this uh, most recent event, but before that when they were when they changed the format first time. Um, but yeah, I guess that's that's probably their next step where they just want to make sure that they are prepared to run a major when they do decide that okay that's our next step. But like I agree with what you were saying. Like I think. Running majors, first of all, like everybody is everybody is saying how like that's just you're a massive hole if you run a major. Like it's just so economically unviable that you just do it for kind of like the recognition and and like a lot of a lot of new eyes on uh, on the majors because there's always like a lot of new people coming in to just watch the major and stuff like that. And you want to have uh, like chances to show off your partners and whatever uh, if you're an organizer. But obviously, like it's. Especially with the amount of issues we were from we had from Valve side in terms of like running majors and and how much like they had a part in kind of like the majors not running smoothly, especially at the beginning, you know, with like new game versions and stuff like that. This just carries so much negative negativity because of you know something that you don't really have a control over as the tournament organizer. That like you don't really want run a major unless you just know that you're going to be able to run it smoothly yeah so like you have to it makes sense like yeah but think about it
3: think about it this way as well if you have a clear circuit like they do the group stage the showdown the finals that happens twice a year for blast right that is their seasons they run seasons and then they have their global final that's coming up next week i already referenced that why would you take any of those events that you have scheduled into the calendar that for arenas, you have to schedule months in advance, actually years, a year in advance probably for big arenas. Why would you change that, change your entire format that everybody at home, you're trying to make them understand your story, that your event circuit runs because of this event? Why would you do that? Why you, you what? It doesn't make any sense, right? And we have clear windows for the majors now. So at this point, these companies, ESO and Blast can schedule around these things and go, yeah, run your fucking thing, like do it yourself. Right, like ESL, when the, we went road to Rio, went online, ran every single RMR for the first one, right? And we just had shitloads of Counter Strike going on. But what, what a sync? What a time sync? What are you getting out of that other than eyeballs? Right? It's yeah. an event. You don't know where it's coming. You don't know if you're gonna get picked. It's not. You, you can't budget for it. You don't even know if you're gonna fucking get it. Right? So there's so many factors here as to as to why this is is like. I think that there's a system, and here we go as well. This is also the case because both of these companies think their best way for revenue is to have partner teams. That's another factor. If they didn't think that they needed partner teams to generate revenue and be able to have content and show you guys your favorite teams and players, then what they could do is have open circuit and then they might want to run the RMRs. They might want to run the major, right? They they, they might want to do those things more. It just depends on the way that you want to approach things as a company, right? This is completely up to them. It's their business. It is their business. Yeah.
4: So maybe the, the the way that we fix this, and obviously, like as I was saying before, with kind of like the viability of running a major in terms of finances and stuff like that, maybe it's time for Bob to do something about that as well. Because like obviously, we're getting to a point where people don't even want to pitch for RMRs sometimes, and like that just like gets decided at kind of a last minute, and uh,
3: they're. Obviously, you know we run them without anti-cheats
4: yeah that's also that's also a part of it right like they've just chosen some weird organizers sometimes that uh, didn't necessarily have uh, the capability to run them and so like it's pretty clear that running these events isn't necessarily very especially RMRs. i mean majors obviously we see enough tournament organizers be interested that there's there's obviously some viability to them otherwise the, people wouldn't be pitching for them right but like RMRs, they like nobody wants to run them because it's just like teams that are forced on them, first of all, so you don't really get to choose like who's going to
3: take but part it has in to it to be that way. Yeah,
4: obviously, We've covered no, this, not, right? Like, of course, of course. I'm not saying that, that, that it should be any other way, but I'm just saying like the reason why people don't really want to run them is is at least a part of the reason why is this, right, because you have no control over the tournament and you get nothing from it like you basically I don't know exactly how much uh, i mean, Valvar matching a certain level of price pool for the RMRs, but I don't think anything goes actually to the tournament organizers for running these events. Yeah, I'm not sure what
3: they get for doing that. I'm not sure if they get like flights or accommodation or anything covered like they do for the major. I know that there's those kind of kickbacks to help them with the major stuff, but. You're right. A way to incentivize, but the thing is, and this comes back to that little conversation we had short, where I brought up the the spreadsheets and shit, and we we're speaking about that stuff. This is where it comes together that we're on two different ways, right? The the way that Valve want things to be is open circuit for everybody to play, right, and for it to be a funnel into the majors. The way that the To's think the best way to make money is to run these type of events with partner teams, right? We're going two different ways. We're going two different directions right now. Unfortunately, we need to meet in the middle so that we can all get the best out of this. And I am I I like the idea of an open circuit. I think that. We can make both work we just need to come to the table as all different elements right everybody who is involved in counter-strike excluding valve this is it right this isn't my official plea because i didn't prep for this when i do this officially it'll be much better and i'll be on my soapbox but what i hope in the perfect world right in the utopia of counter-strike is that all of the tos are able to put their little petty differences aside all of the teams who have different deals everywhere all of the broadcasters the big news websites for HLTV, for example, all of these massive entities that exist in Counter-Strike, we come together and we sit down at a table to decide what works best for everybody, right? And some of the things that really fucking shit me off here is that certain TOs have been framed like they're the villain. And one of those is ESL. Like they're so fucking evil and they run all these events and they hog all the calendar and all this fucking nonsense, right? Like one of the things here with all of this is if that was the case, no, let's not say if that was the case. the The issues that I have with this is the fact that like ESL gets framed like they killed North American Counter Strike. There's not a single TO who runs as many events in North America as ESL. Like, what are we doing? Like, why are we why are we shitting on this company who's done more for North America in the existence of Counter Strike than literally anybody else? Like, all these things, we 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 need to come together and work as a collective. This is a conversation for another day. I'm going to get too heated, and I'm not prepared for this one today. Um, can I get into flame in the blast crowd now? Can we go there, Prof? Uh, yeah, I think just the yeah. one thing to, to, to touch on about
6: the majors that it, it is problematic if we have the biggest and best tournament organizers not wanting to pitch for the major for me, and it seems to be moving in that direction, right? Uh, the issue is like, these are the landmark events, which everyone joins in and wants to watch. And this promotes the game to new people to watch the game and play the game and all of these things. And like PGL major, as we saw, had like historic numbers, but like 90 80% of the tournament was produced actually very poorly. Right. And the fact that it had so many viewers, it's not that much up to PGL. Like it's not a PGL allowed this, this event to have like record numbers. If if there if it was an ESL or BLAST event, I doubt it. I I could bet that it wouldn't be less than that. That's all I'm gonna say, right? So if we move in this direction where we just give it to like worse and worse TOS, just like go down the list, not not worse as oh these guys are shit, but like they're not. Their production level is not on on the same level as other tournaments that are doing more more big events or like have a better better team around them then the just the quality of majors will go down and that's definitely not a good thing i don't think i have to explain like having our biggest biggest event in cs being produced like one third of a level of a blast it just looks like shit right i'm not not saying it has to be the same level because it can't can't be can't be hyped up can be done the same way as a circuit that's planned in two years in advance which blast is like a year in advance at least But we need to be at least close to that level, right? And then let the let the hype of a major just like elevate it to to where it needs to go. But yeah, I think that is an issue. I think Valve needs to like look into the mirror and realize like how how can we fix this issue? Like it's it's not it's not a good direction. Also, I understand that they want to help these like smaller TOs to not have a big monopoly going on. this is something that we talked about like two years ago. So if you give a Starlight or PGL majors, then they can maybe work off of that to be relevant. So it's not just ESL uh, holding the whole year, but there needs to be a balance uh, in
3: some way that we still have a good product throughout the the years for majors. Yeah, I, I think this is the solution we need to solve with everything. Because when we have all these issues, we talk about the schedule, we talk about this, we talk about that right? It actually all just funnels into the same thing, right? It, 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 all of these things, it needs to, we need to solve that more. Like what's going to happen is one of two things we either actually kill ourselves, right? Where, where we, we, we fight so much and we overlap and we all just try and grab as much of the pie as we possibly can until there's no pie left, or we work out a way that we can come together and then everybody can eat, right? Everybody's able to, to work this out as it's for valve. It's for the TOs. It's for the players. It's for everybody, for the viewers, everybody gets the best po- possible experience. And I think that eventually clearer heads will prevail. Um, and that's me being an optimistic individual here. Being oh, very optimistic. Take it
6: on to the to your fans that you that you hate so much. Okay, I days. don't
3: hate I don't hate these individuals. Now, um, I, the, if you guys watch Blast, I think that the, the general sentiment was it was a, a a biased crowd, and I was there. I can tell you, it was a biased crowd. It was an extremely biased crowd. Um, I want to preface this because remember, this is the good bad sandwich. I did the good before. We're still in the middle. they in that meaty meaty middle part of the sandwich. Um, but in, in terms of in terms of the issues I had here, let's let's list a couple. The crowd was cheating, um, and it wasn't the entire crowd, obviously, right? It wasn't wasn't the entire crowd. It was it was portions of the crowd. Um, I They're heard big rep- portions though. Yeah, I heard reports from the players who uh, were saying that they could hear with play, uh, fans in the front row yelling shit uh, to the Australians players while they were playing. Um about stuff that was happening. Do you guys all see the clip where they're crossing secret behind the wall smokes and the crowd are yelling shoot in Danish? They were yeah. cheating. That that they're cheating.
4: That is ridiculous, and, by the way. Like the fact that they just got to a point where like that started being like the norm for like it? whenever there was like a but they was did like crosshair on a guy and threw a smoke. Like that that they did it
3: so much that I was just like, how Ovenster the fuck are, are too, right? Is this sorry? They did it in Odense as well. In o- when we were there I don't remember that actually. Like it wasn't a... as bad, but they definitely okay. We had yeah. to have Pimp go out there on the mic and say, hey, guys, we want a fair game.
4: I'm surprised nobody did that, or at least I didn't see that. Then nobody do that or like kick people out for doing this because like this is like this is blatant cheating. Like this is terrible. Like how the fuck did we not deal with this in time? Like it just kept going for a while.
3: It's a so most biased crowd other than the Brazilians though. Yeah. I guess. I've done events in Brazil and I've done events in Denmark. I've done events all over the world. The most biased crowd up until this point is probably the Brazilians. Understandably so and then i would say the dance i don't know if you boys have had any other experiences uh, yet The thing with with this blast event in particular especially until the final day uh
6: the crowd was so near the the players like usually yeah. you have you have let's say the 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 stands where the where the players are is like here and then the crowd is like down here and then there's this whole like there's like 20 meters away from from the from the players the players from the crowd and here originally was literally it was like it was like I don't know, like three meters away was the, like the VIP, not the VIP, but whatever the cool zone or whatever. So that's, that's the issue for me. And then they did adjust that. They moved the chairs a bit back. They added like a, like a thing, like a not a fence, but whatever. Uh, but, but it's one of these things that just spreads. If you don't squash it right away. Like uh, on the last game, there's some like drunk Danish kids, like in the 28th row, literally just yelling. Shoot. It's like no one can hear you're just being annoying as fuck. But since you don't kick out people that are doing it, people just like continue doing it. So definitely this is one of these things that we, we didn't really put down as a rule officially and at CS events, but you can go like you can react to things. No, like I mean... People will really react to things, but essentially just saying like, shoot, he's there and stuff like that. It's like, what are you are you actually trying to do this? Is is like this grave. Let's just get the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know
4: that at least from what I remember, I don't remember which event this was, but there was some ESL event. I don't know if it was Katowice or what, what event it was, but I remember there was... It was Kamis, in Katowice
6: like- during the... B P fanatic. No, no, Katowice, but not act- in the actual st- arena. It was during the run of the group stage when we had the, like a small stage. Yeah, of yeah part, part of the expo, right? Yeah, it's part uh, of the expo, I think, 2019 during the major. I,
4: I don't remember exactly, but, like, what I wanted to say is just, like, I remember there being, you know, people, like, with signs, like, go A, go B, and yeah, shit like that, and those were just getting kicked out. I remember Carmack was talking about it at some point somewhere. I don't, I don't remember which event this was, but I just remember, like, obviously, like, some of these cases have been dealt with, and, like, some of these people have actually been kicked out of events for trying to do this. So how the fuck was this, like, did nobody go on the mic and just tell them, like, can we please stop this, like, that's probably all that it would have taken for them to stop.
3: Especially somebody somebody went like on. pimp to go out there who's super well known with. It doesn't the even reality, matter if right?
4: it has to be like it could be just like the even the organizer, just like somebody you know with some sort of a voice you know, who just says like, "Okay, we're gonna start kicking people if you keep doing this." That's yeah. all you need to say. Yeah, and they're gonna stop, or at least most well, of them will. Not the drunk stop. ones,
3: but uh, no, maybe maybe, of them maybe will, not yeah. everybody,
4: but like it's not gonna be like fucking twenty percent of the arena doing this. Like it was legitimately at least like a fifth of the crowd doing this because every time I was in the crowd and I saw situations like this, it was a lot of people like it was hundreds of people.
3: For yeah, sure. it, it, it wasn't it wasn't great. Um definitely not great. Uh and and I think that in the future that needs to be addressed, especially if we go to home turf. Whenever we go to home yeah. turf, I think one of the things that needs to happen, because we spoke to ESL a lot about this, I spoke to Kamak a lot about this after the Oventsa stuff, because that cheating there, it just pisses me off. Like it yeah. it really it really gets to me, right? Like I understand there's gonna be ambient and like when the crowd, like if someone's flanking and they're gonna knife someone the crowd goes, ooh, like that's gonna happen. That yeah. that's gonna happen. But when you're yelling at information that's completely different, right? When you when you it was a collective crowd yelling out information to help your team, right? That is a real big issue. And we were talking about with Carmack about making PSAs, right, where you would get the players on the media days to then say, "Hey guys, we want a fair game. This, that, and the other. Don't do this." And Carmack would show me these different illustrations of we would they show the fans how to react, not like don't do this, do this, right? Yeah. We want a fair yeah. game, right? And we were working on this. We we're definitely it's it, it it might even come when we get back to ESL land events. I'm sure Carmack. If he's watching now, you know, still has that stuff in the work. So yeah. it was something that needs to be worked on, I think. Um, and it's definitely something that that we need to address. But there's other parts of this here with the, with the crowd, right? The cheating part, we all know. Bad. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, the other parts here, this is where you can have a bit of a conversation. These next few things, it depends on your culture, right? And the way that you have grown up with sporting, I would say, because this is what we have the closest reference to. And if you ask the Danish people on my Twitter, um apparently they'll tell you it's a it's a very football culture apparently uh booing your opponents doing an interview before the games even started in australia right i understand uh that before i get to the australian part i understand that you want to get in the head of your opponent right i understand that you want to do that the fact that they were booing carrigan um when he was playing carrigan is a danish legend it showed me that the crowd knows Astralis and they don't know counter-strike right they definitely don't know counter-strike they know Astralis and that's it and that's fine that's fine. You're just a fan of Astralis. That's cool. But one thing I learned as a kid, right? It's all called a jeer and shit talk, right? Playing cricket, smack talk, and while you're playing and shit, you're behind the wickets and you, you you talk and smack to the batter. But that's something we do all the time in football and soccer and all of it. You talk shit. But once the game's over, you shake hands, right? Everything that happened during the game to happen, happened during the game. And as a crowd to influence the opponent while the game's on, to boo them, to you do all that. I can understand that too. You're trying to get them in the head to give your home team the best opportunity. But once the game's over, especially if your team has lost, you stand up and you clap for the other team. You clap for the performance of your team, right? Good shit, everybody. Yeah, that was good. We went to war, right? This is the clash. This is the competition. And now it's over. And we're human beings. And we're, 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 we're in a competition and we lost. Ah, sorry, boys, we lost. But good shit, Vitality. Yeah, you guys came. You performed. You performed. We don't boo after the fact. Because you just look like a sore loser. You look like (laughs) a sore loser, you little bitch. That's what you look like. That's what you are to me when you do that, when you boo after the fact. Oh, you lost and now you're booing? So not only did you lose, oh, you fucking lost, now you're a little bitch. No, you're booing the team that played better than your team. Yeah. So
6: it's like it's like that is kind of it's kind of ridiculous. Uh yeah, I mean, I'm all for booze. I think maybe parts of it was over exaggerated, but there's like some super ridiculous moments like a machine trying to like <laughs> he was like give it up for Anders uh and Anders Smilar and Vitality and people are like
1: boo. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and there's the most legendary caster in CS danish native do you not even know it's like how can you still boo it's it was ridiculous some of these moments yeah i am like fully on for like booing as they come up and they're just like walk up and stuff like that that makes sense and then it's like okay let's hear what shocks has to say it's like boo it's like okay can we at least hear what he has to say no no we can't
3: shocks isn't gonna trash talk you guys don't worry he's gonna yeah. say some lovely things he's gonna go uh hello everybody Thank you for coming out. He's why going to be the nicest indi- person. I don't indian. know. I don't <laughs> know how to do French. I don't know how to do fucking French. I shouldn't have tried. But Shox is not going to say anything oh, mean whatsoever. Shox is going to be the loveliest guy. He's a lovely human, right? Shox is one of these guys who would never, ever... like. Yeah. And people are getting tilted because Apex was like taunting the crowd. That was Apex perfect, was taunting the, the crowd because he that's can hear wise. you motherfuckers yelling out information. He, that's why he's taunting you. He's taunting you because you, you were trying to cheat. And now he's like, well, fuck these guys too. Like, I, it blows my mind, right? Like, I love the fact that Apex did that because I wish I could do that. The, unfortunately, my little rant that I had, the crowd couldn't hear, right? I, I, They couldn't hear me talking shit about him before they all packed up and went home. Yeah. And here's my next point. Here's my next point. Oh, you know, we have to get home early. We have work at 6 a.m. I got to put the kids in bed. This, time. You bought tickets for the final day, not knowing if Estras would even be there and your expectation of a team that just changed massive... Roster wise, you thought they were going to be there on the final day. You bought tickets and thought they were going to be there on the final day, did you? So then, that's why you left early before you saw the two best Counter Strike players in the history of the fucking game go toe to toe. Really? I mean, really, to be that's fair, what like you me, want me to believe? I, what Stryker? To be fair, the arena was
4: at least pretty close to full, like still for the final sixty percent. I think more. I think I I, didn't I, have a, think, I had a
3: pretty good vantage point.
4: Fair enough. I mean, I did. I, I was looking around and to try and gauge, like. How many people left? I thought it wasn't that bad.
3: It was still a decent
6: vibe. Like you could the, tell, you could
4: tell, but it wasn't like suddenly like nobody's watching. You know, I just it was still a really good crowd.
6: I, I think the funniest thing, like, I have to admit I was wrong. I made this joke uh, that Stralis has plastic fans and that actually Astralis wins this one because they're the only org in CS that actually has org fans
2: like like the fan base. Yeah, yeah
6: they, they actually oh, support it, right? that support the org primarily. like. But tomorrow, if simple goes to fucking Hellraisers. What do you think? What jersey do they wear? It's not going to be Na'Vi. Like, right. Na'Vi has fans, definitely. Definitely has fans. But, okay, maybe Na'Vi as well. I mean, and there
4: then, are a few, like, legacy orgs, you know, who do have, like, co- like a big core fan base. Like a Na'Vi, like an Astralis. Like, um, I mean, it used to be Virtus. Pro, not anymore, Cloud I guess.
3: does in North America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cloudline
4: yeah. does in North America, obviously. But, the, but I mean, it's like some of these... Some of these organizations that have stuck around for a long time and
6: just like were competitive. At, but the thing is, like, like a lot of Astralis, even Astralis players that left Astralis are like, "Fuck these guys!" Right? Like, a, like Device, Kerrigan, these people. Uh, we, I don't know. Like,
4: and IP got a really big standing ovation from from like the Danish crowd, and obviously, like, there's two Danes there. Like, it's yeah. a bit different, but would for Device. Still, though. still, I feel yeah. like a lot of it is for Device because he's like obviously it's because he was in the straws and stuff like that and he was like this amazing player right but like it's not like they just didn't stop caring about him completely
5: yeah i i sorry who was talking um have you guys maybe thought about that also coming from the danish uh football culture that is the bit that so so explain do so. to
3: everybody here for us lucas as
5: the resident dane no idea i don't watch football but uh, but so what's the point? Here? But I mean, the point was, you guys, you know, talked about everyone like whining in the arena when Vitality beat Astralis and kind of being bad manners. And yeah. they're like for life with one club. And that's a big well, is thing. Is that a football. mantra in, yeah. in Denmark? Yeah, you're like for life with one club. Okay, so, so, they, so they fall you have, into the sore loser category yeah, then, do they? Um, You're the all so, Danish football mm, fans too. I, I mean, mean, you have people who watch football because they like football, right? But you have the diehard fans who like have their own section because they're way more wild. I just you know? think
3: we I think we just grew up in different cultures then completely, right? Because for me, like I said, where I grew up, if you lose, right, you, you don't boo the team that you just lost to, right? As a fan. As a fan because you lost. So the last thing you ever want to be is a sore loser. That's the the last thing you ever want to be, right? So so what that translates to is if if they are upset with their team losing, they should be because their team lost, right? But there's a le- there's an error of respecting competition. We both go in with the same expectation of wanting to win. One of us is going to win and one of us is going to lose. But at the end of the day, right? It is a competition and there's a level of sportsmanship that exists within competition. Right to be a sore loser is a horrible thing. Like to be a sore loser is like like, it doesn't make any sense because the result's already done. The result is already over, right? So you you didn't get the result you wanted, but that is the result that happens, and and you have to live with that. Like that that isn't something that you can change. And by by booing, you you're just making yourself look bad. Like you're not making yourself look good at all. you you, it's the very opposite here. And like I get a lot of this, like. A lot of people in my comments are like, oh yeah, but this is just the way it is for us culturally. I was like, fuck, you guys grew up in shit countries then, right? Like, what the fuck? Like, that's, <laughs> that's the way you... That's xenophobic is, is fine. No, you know, no, I I'm know I for like my experience,
6: session. the thing is it's like kind of different than esports and sports because like if you have a football game, you don't have like after the game ends and you're like, let's say like... Dinamo Zagreb comes to split, which is like a big rivalry, and Dinamo wins. We don't do like a post-match interview for the whole stadium mm. with the rival captain, right? We just move on to the side and people either like celebrate our players that lost or boo them because they played like shit and throw shit <laughs> well, at them. Players. Yeah, I mean, if they lose a lot, then people just like boo boo them, <laughs> boo their own know, team because they're trash, right? <laughs> <I> <laughs> that happens.
4: That's great, to be honest.
6: That's okay. like that's that's how it, and it happens a lot because we've been trash for the last ten years here in Split. So it's a it's a classic thing. And you know, people like throw chairs and pyrotechnics and shit like that. I mean, so that's that's
4: uh-huh. where I that's what I'm wondering about. Like, how why are we different from from football in that sense, right? Like, we don't really have violent instances, you know, where like fans yeah like go at each other <laughs> and stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like when at which point do we get there you know like what are we missing from football like from the football culture or whatever it is that makes people do that like that it doesn't happen at esports events because i feel like it can't be just like the generation or whatever because it's a lot of the time it's just like young people and a lot of the time it's going to be the same fans right so like why why are we different why why doesn't it happen in esports and i'm kind of like wondering whether this kind of mentality where like people are okay this is like a football match we can boo and shit like that like if that's if that carries over to esports if that's starts happening like a few years down the line, you know, where people are just going to start getting violent because, you know, there's the home crowd and like the people yeah. who are going to boo, boo the team that won. And then there's the crowd of the, like the smaller crowd, like the six Vitality people that are just going to go ham because Vitality won. And just like all of a sudden, a hundred Astralis fans are just going to start, you know, whatever, just start beating it- him up in something. Like I'm wondering why it's not happening because like, it feels like it's not, we're not that far away, you
3: know. But can't we be? Here's a thing. Here's a, here's a, here's me living in that little utopia I like to live in. Why do we have to be like the traditional sporting fans? No, I'm not saying that we should. That no, but I'm saying I know like you're what, not. how do we? Yeah, I know you're not. The the Danish people who wanted to make an argument in my comments did. Sure. Why why do we have to? Why do we have to carry that culture? You think that's a good culture? Right? Is that something that people want to look in the mirror and go, yeah, that's good? Let's carry that through the rest of our... Life. Why? Why I, mean, it I mean like that? it's feelings that, right
4: yeah the one thing that i like about it and i was just saying that on twitter as well when i saw like the mm-hmm. the, the way that machine tried to try to kind of like calm the crowd down like this shows emotion from both sides right not just the fans but like from from the players as well like that like you saw Apex just like going back after them because oh, yeah. there was we want some like personality. a lot of yeah exactly like it, it just shows a lot of personality and obviously like you're not like if everybody's just like respectful and like there's always going to be some animosity, right? Like, why not show some of it? You know, it's, I'm not saying we should just start like have fights between like crowds of fans. Obviously not. That's what I want to avoid. With keyboards, that's why, but,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You your, that's you what I want to yeah. Don't do that, guys. That's, don't yeah, violence. that's that, I I want to avoid
4: it, avoid that like at all costs. Like I don't want us, us I, wanna, I don't want I don't want sports to get there where we just get get these violent um periods, right? So um, but in general, like booing and just like some of this emotion that you're just like pissed that your team lost and stuff like that. Sure, show it because it's just gonna kind of like spiral into like other reactions and and just like people like kind of showing what they're feeling inside a little bit more than just like keeping it in and just trying to be respectful at all times, you know, because that's kind of like the PR approach that I kind of like stand against a lot of the time. Yeah. So I don't want to I don't want us to just all be like, oh no, we shouldn't show like negative emotion because it's too bad. Like I
3: fucking show it you know as long as it doesn't go too far yeah no for sure for sure i think there's lines for all of this now uh i took enough time up here ranting i apologize everybody you happy to move forward boys yes i mean i mean that here we go here we go it's probably a (laughs) A good idea with
5: that uh no the the public the psa or whatever yeah that that could probably be like a nice thing yeah just stop people from cheating exactly I think,
4: yeah, I think that's actually what it would take. Like, that's the only thing that it would take. You're still going to have like some, you know, people who are just going to be dickheads about it and just still keep doing it. But you can keep those out individually. Like, it's hard to keep people out if like a thousand people do it. You know, you just have to show them that that's not okay.
6: We just need to build our own culture, right? Because this way we go, we go into all of these different countries. Of course, it's going to based on what their local things are at sporting events. And like Australians getting drunk and doing beer snacks. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of funny. I have to say, there's a lot of. I think there was a lot of booing there as well, but was the, in a funny way? I don't know. I, oh, I, Henry I had, is a wanker. He got booed. Oh like that, that yeah, and like the nice. show match, though. That
4: just yeah. show match was really great. Though it was like half the crowd just flipping off Henry G's team when they want to clutch or whatever. Yeah, they were in on the joke. Yeah, 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 exactly. That was fun. So
6: yeah, we just need to kind of do that better and kind of build our own own culture that makes sense for us, right?
0: Sure. The ExtraFi M42 RGB, what a fun mouse with five colorways, lightweight frame adjust 59 grams with a swappable backplate to suit your grip style, the sensor, the easy cord, the smooth skates and driverless control for RGB and DPI, is why you should check out the M42 RGB down below. I'm in the house
1: and sector clear, but there is the window. Hate this badge. I'll take the fire through the pillar, whatever. Play with PariMatch. PariMatch, your eSports teammates. Buy and sell your skins now. Easy, fast and safe. The best skin site. Credit card deposits and withdrawals. Instant cash out methods. Get the best deals. Quick, simple, reliable.
2: Bitskins.com the nice thing about displays is they're super high quality and very easy to hang up. All you have to do is mount the magnet they provide you, then just stick the poster on the wall. Every art piece they offer is super collectible and looks great no matter where you place it in your house or room. Another wonderful thing about Display is they also look after the environment. Every poster someone buys, Display will plant one tree. They've already planted over 14 million trees and they're still planting. So you're not just getting an awesome poster, you're also helping the environment. I agree with that. All right, let's move into I Am Winter. All right,
3: back to the Snickers. Um, So this one, here's a fun one for everybody. Here, guys, here's something for you. Um, The restrictions, we can talk about COVID restrictions too. Um, Let's, because that is where we're going with this with the back to bubble scenario. So as we get into that, just to let you guys know, here's a fun little thing they have going on here, right? Literally anything that you may have required within that first week that you were unable to go outside the hotel to get yourself, here's myself as an example. Underwear, I could send somebody out to go get me underwear. So if you had a request of any variety, right? Sometimes maybe you'd have to pay for that request, but if you had a request of any variety, I'm sure that they would have made sure that that request was fulfilled. And I even went and I took a picture of the snack room, right? Uh, where are we? Where's our little? Where's our little HLTV group right here? Of uh, of of the fruit, fruit that was uh, next to next to the uh, the snacks. So. I don't know how much fruit you guys are eating on a daily basis, Lucas. I sent I send it to you if you can bring it up. It's going to take you some time. It's on WhatsApp. We can come back to it. I don't know how much fruit everybody's eating, but it, to me, that looks like a lot of fruit. You guys will see it soon. Um, and then we can come back to the Snickers talk a little bit later. But let's start with the fact that- I can't it,
4: believe this is even a discussion, man. I just hate just putting attention
3: on this shit. Isn't it? Isn't it something? Isn't it fun? Um, but uh, let's 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 start with the fact that this was a much more restrictive event. So we just had the major, and uh, we just had the blast event. Both it was putting the onus, I would say, on the fans the players everybody involved to do what they thought was sensible to not get sick there you go there's the fruit plenty of mandarins a big bowl of bananas apparently graham said at am 4 it was hard to get bananas i saw today probably close to 50 bananas across different places in the in the venue a lot of bananas yes. yeah a lot of bananas so I, I don't know maybe maybe the players weren't eating a lot of bananas today um, but it seemed to me like there was plenty of bananas plenty of water plenty of drinks Plenty of snacks if you want snacks i tell you the snacks don't really get touched that's why i have all the snickers just for... want some Snickers. Snickers. um but yeah re- regardless of that um so we're in more of a bubble environment here it's been quite restrictive uh as i mentioned for pgo and blast for both of them it was there was some testing involved um, I don't know what the players testing schedule was like. It may have been different to what mine was like, but in terms of, you know, this, this here is much more restrictive. And I think if you look at some of the things that were happening over there with the Valorant, there was some false positives apparently, um, but people were put in their rooms and this, that, and the other, there was, it was a little bit, um, there was problems caused because of that. Um, ESL's way of doing things as much as it is very restrictive, right? Like it, it feels like you, you can't get away with a lot. We, the event happens and it goes off without a hitch in the sense of, Nobody's getting thrown in their room and disqualified because of COVID. Uh, whatever you put in in in, in TeamSpeak, I can't see it. So, uh, good, good, good. I heard the little ding, but I can't see it. Um, So we 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 have a, a pretty restrictive event. I think some of those things are changing this week when we are only down to four teams. Um, but as far as that goes, I don't think it's any surprise, right, Prof, that we, we found ourselves back here in, in this type of an environment considering I mean, the, the Omicron Transformer fucking virus. <laughs> was originally, I guess, as things
6: developed, because we are in talks about like sending people there because we covered the last two events, and this one was smaller, and these last two events are people like high-fiving 7,000 people in an arena, including like three to five dildos per entrance, <laughs> right? So we three had to five that. good number. I mean, just like just like gauging it there, more A or week's less worth. Um one so yeah, after that, people being <laughs> being like, "Oh, now we we're going back to the bubble." It seemed weird, seemed like unnecessary, right? But at the same time, you can't really say, "Oh, we won't do it," because all of the, it always makes sense, right? It always makes sense to not uh, put yourself out to risk in like health hazardly ways. So you can understand why it's happening in the end. Like there was some talk that maybe we cover like the last couple of days, but in the end, there's, there's nothing. We're not going to be sending any people to, to the event. Um, I mean, understandable at the same time feels a bit, maybe too much in, in some ways. So I don't know where you stand on that and how everything, I don't know if we need to talk about it because it's essentially just an ESL decision and understand from their perspective, they don't want to be. Avoiding bad PR. Bad, yeah. You see the headline, like. Massive COVID outbreak at ESL event, and then they have a shit ton of bad PR, and then everyone's like, "Who is gonna get fired?" Then a lot of big people in the in the company get shit, and those people don't want that, right? So, kind of understandable that that it's this way, yep. even though kind of sad for me and kind of ridiculous considering, like, as I said, we're just in arenas and there is essentially we literally no... in the same
3: hotel. And yeah, yeah
6: that's true. the PGL major and this was, was the same hotel. People are high fiving everyone. There's the, the lobby was full of not only players, but everyone. Like that, random people. Yeah. Random people, literally that stayed at the hotel. Everyone's interacting. Clubs were open, cafes, bars, everything. Right. So it's uh, it is how it is, but you can always you can always be more safe. Right. And and that's how it went, yeah. I guess.
4: Yeah, I mean, I have the same I have the same feeling about it, um, just I've learned, even though like it obviously sucks, like I've learned not to judge ESL for it because, like, I can't, I don't have a good enough argument to say like you should just like let people do whatever they did at Blast and PGL because obviously, like if you think about it, I'm not gonna call it a miracle, but it was definitely on the lucky lucky. side, yeah, on the lucky side that nobody, none of the players got COVID uh, in either of those two events. At least as far as we know, maybe somebody got it like afterwards and and nobody said anything. It's possible, I guess. But at least during the event, there was no. I think there was like. Somebody said that, like, some staff at Blast got, uh, got COVID, and then PGL also had, like, one or two cases or something, but that, that was not related to the players. So, like, that's the that, that is on the lucky side. So, like, if that's if, if
3: we dodged a bullet or two, yeah, exactly.
4: So, if once neighbor one team just gets, gets infected, you know, that can spiral out of control and could, could just lead into an event just being kind of like segmentized and like, we're back, we're good, we're right. good. Cool. So just to just to continue that point to finish it off, I don't know when people didn't the, the, like whatever people heard or didn't hear, but just in general, like famous prof, I like I'm I'm sad that we didn't get to go there, and I'm sad that like after two events where there were basically zero restrictions outside of like some some mask requirements, like at the event or while the pgl that everybody kind of like started ignoring once we got to the arena because like what's the point if you're in the middle of 10,000 people right like it's kind of gets gets kind of ridiculous at that point if you want to yeah. wear masks around that many people like inside and just like you no know in close contact in with arena. another yeah stuff yeah, like everybody stopped at, at that point yeah uh, so like after those two events it's kind of rough to go back to to like the, a strict bubble and not being able not even be able to be at the event but you know like ESL just want to, have, want to have their events run properly and just run smoothly without any interruptions and and just like awkward situations where they have to deal with COVID or worst case scenario, literally just like an, a, a massive outbreak where half of the teams are suddenly infected. You know, like this stuff could happen, obviously, like worst case scenario and stuff like that. But like if you want to avoid that, I
3: can't really judge you for that. Like I understand it. Yeah. I, 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 uh, same, same kind of like I I if they if that's the way they want to run it right and teams still want to come right and they say yeah we're going to come but well, then everybody understands the situation right. we're in they, if, if, if people think it's too restrictive and they don't want to be here then don't come right and, and and that's the conversation shouldn't be people get to people being the fans at home right get to dictate how a company wants to run their events in this type of a climate now I don't care what your personal view at home is of the pandemic right I don't care what you think about what COVID does or doesn't do I, have, I, I don't care what you think about the vaccine or you don't think about the vaccine. I, I don't give a fuck on your opinion on that. This is a company making choices that they think are best for them, right? Yeah. So that needs to be the the thing that's there. You at home don't get a say in that. I'm sorry, That's that's not up to you. That's up to what they think is best. And then the players and teams, if they really didn't want to come, right? And it meant that they were going to breach contract for some of them as part of the Louvre agreement or whatever the fuck the details are there, then that's something that they would have to deal with on their own. To be honest, like if they were so upset about it, they could complain, but you know,
6: this is one of the things that you can't complain about. Like you can't publicly at least, you can maybe like behind the scenes like, ah, fuck this, this is annoying, but you can't actually go out and say like, no, this makes no sense. It's just like what what me and Shrek are talking about. You can't actually make the case that it's like, ah, this is pointless because not point its not
4: yeah so it's, it's really it's really it,
6: it is but the question is does it does is it like five percent useful or like 20 percent useful or 50 percent useful and then it's like yeah whatever but it's still it
3: is definitely uh limiting potential hazards right and then we matter. can't do as many fun things when you're in this situation but look i don't want to dwell on this this is i saw i think. just
6: just like to, to move on from this i saw like g2 and vitality having fun the uh, on the 11th floor with yeah. like some ping pong and uh, drinking and having fun before their games classic well, i think goes. i've already had
3: three pcr tests and i've been here for a week so yeah. if that helps put things into context for people like the people and we've been in a bubble we have to wear the mask as soon as i leave this door, even though there's no masks in sweden right whenever i'm around the hotel i have to wear a mask I have to have my badge at all the time or security won't let me onto this floor. Um, we have our own meal area away from everybody else. Right? There's all these different rules, all these different things that are in place here. So uh, if you once you're in in this group, I don't even know if I'd label it a bubble. We like to call it a group. Then uh, you stay with the group, right? So, so we stay away from the terms like bubble because if this is a bubble, it's got some fucking holes in it. Let me give you the hot tip. <laughs> um, this is another one here. Now, if you guys missed it before and I was saying that it's up to us to inform you, the general viewer of a lot of these situations, here's another one. That I want to give you guys uh, some information on. Now, some of you would have seen the flying DJ. That's Uli. Uh, he's a he's a big big dog over there at ESL. Uh, he made a tweet regarding this five day break, right? Now, I I want to make sure that you all understand um, that he's actually not bullshitting, right? Because sometimes he makes some tweets that are pretty interesting, old Uli. But this, <laughs> this one here, this one here, he's 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 bang on the money here, right? Um, so basically, what the sentiment was. Now, actually, before I get into it. They should have changed the format. They should have changed the yeah. format knowing they were going to be in the situation. I want to make that yeah. clear. They should have changed the format. They should have changed the duration of the event. What I do need to, to, to make clear is the reason it is like this is a reason that I think can make sense. Um, and the reason, I, I, I definitely not verbatim, but uh, the, the reason that this was set out like this and other events within the year have been set out like this, for example, the katowitzes and the Clones with the break, right? But the break's normally not as long because it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, type type event situation. Um, but th- but the, the reason it's like this is because the concept was to do the group stage on the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of the first week. Get the group stage done and determine the top either four or the top six teams, right? depending on the format, depending on how they wanted to go. Then what would have happened was with the studio environment that we would have done the group stage from, wherever that would be in the world, I don't know, we would then get on an airplane on the Monday after the group stage concludes with the six teams and we would fly to the arena the playoffs, right? Let's say, for example, it could have been in New York, it could have been in China, it could have been uh it could have been anywhere, it could have been Katowice or so this, that, and the other, right? We would then on the on the Monday get on the plane and fly. Well, I believe this event was originally slated to be an Asian event, right? So most likely would have been China, because I think IEM runs in China quite frequently. So let's say on Monday, which would be today, we all wake up, we get on the airplane, <laughs> we pack our bags, we go. We land in China, we probably get in China with the time difference. It's probably Tuesday morning, right? Considering how long it takes, Tuesday morning, Tuesday midday. Um, and then we would all acclimatize Wednesday, Thursday. They would get their prac room, they would get going. Uh, they would be able to do some media. They would do all of those bits and bobs. And then on the weekend, when the arena fills out the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we would have now had a lead in with some content to hype up the matchups. We could have gone a bit more in depth. We could have built the storylines of the head to head a bit more because at the moment in events, because it's day to day to day, you don't know the storylines until that day is concluded. This is all that helped to hype it up to add a bit more um, emphasis on those things. So that is the reason that we have a a break now. Should we have a break? Should they have changed it because we knew we were going to be in a quarantine environment? Yes, right, definitely. But the reason, right, actually, in theory, makes sense. In practice, because of the COVID scenario, doesn't make sense, right? We 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 all understand that. But in theory, it could make sense. Now, um, I don't know if either of you two have any comments on on this one here.
6: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's just it's. Just... It should have been changed, right? We we knew the situation. We knew it wasn't a arena event. We knew that all of these things weren't going to happen. And the things that they did change, they did change the quarterfinals. They move it from Friday to Sunday, right? And then they reject a bit of the, of the format. So we had double matches all through. Usually we'd have the last day being only like single matches or something like that. But, but yeah, they did that. It is kind of unnecessary uh to have such a big format. Uh the good For an thing event with, like this. The good thing with the quarterfinals, like I guess the the meaning, the the purpose of that is just not to have all of these teams to wait five more days and then just get eliminated in the in the quarters. So that they got out of that got that out of the way. They got the top four teams and then okay we'll have this. So okay, oh decent adjustment. I think the the decent adjustment part is like what uh flying DJ uh said on on Twitter is that they, o- they only use this kind of a two week format for Katowice and Cologne for next year, I think. And then for the other events, the IM I Winter, like I M New York or these types of events, it's going to be a one week thing. So I think that makes sense. And l- let's be real. I know you joked uh, earlier about like IESL oh, taking the whole calendar, but like if you make like six, seven events, in a year, which are all two, two weeks, weeks events, yeah, 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 that really does make a lot of issues, it's just like it takes a lot of uh, space on the calendar. So you can't really, you can't really move and play and plan a lot around it. So that's just one of these things. And it's, uh, of course, like most of the teams only play the first week, but no one can play, can plan to be somewhere else on the next week because you want this to get to the playoffs. To event or right. mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I think it's uh, overall a overall good thing.
4: I mean in in general also like the I think one of the reasons that they want to do it this way is also just to have a little bit more lead up time in terms of when people learn who's gonna be in the arena, you know, because like Mm -hmm. a lot of the time like group stage ends and like at most within two days you're already in the arena. You know, the people don't really have time to react, buy tickets if they're like one team that they weren't sure if they if was gonna make it, but they would would go and see if they did. And so they have a little bit more time to decide if they want to go and, and buy some last minute tickets and stuff like that. So obviously that that's better for the organizers as well if they sell more tickets and have more people in the arena and stuff like that helps them make up some of the money that they uh, that they throw into the event and stuff. So like that's also a pretty big reason that is pretty legitimate. But obviously like that is completely mute if you're if if you're running an event that 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 works like this right where there's no audience and nothing like that. So for sure. Uh, the planning this, was
3: bad for this. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that what would, it comes down to. Wasn't great. I think bureaucracy would, would be the way that they will dissect this and go, "Well, we didn't think about it, right? Or what yeah. we did, but we'd already had things planned, so we just stuck to it." But either way, it it should have been changed. That's the fact of the matter, right? I think that that goes without saying. Uh, next little one here, I saw Ropsy Boy making some tweets, wasn't happy that uh, he couldn't play aimbots. So next one for you that I want to make sure we educate you on correctly so you understand is that uh, back when ESL ran the major in 2019, uh, they were informed that by Valve that they were not to have aimbots available on the PCs for the players. Now, I don't know if they're able to inject something through aimbots. I, do, I don't know. I, I, I can't tell you. I, I have no idea. But they were told by I think Valve. think any
4: workshop maps were kind of like had that issue where if If there was like a custom workshop map, you could technically like download something out of it and stuff like that. So I think that's the reason why workshop
6: maps aren't allowed. I just hate when fucking players, coaches, or anyone uses this kind of a framing. This is the thing that pisses me off so much. And then you go on Twitter and say, you reply to that person and say something like, ah, this is not actually correct. Then a thousand plebs come in the comments like, what do you know? You're just a fucking journalist, blah, blah, blah. It's like he framed this in a way that he knows why this is this way like it's not like robs doesn't know why this is this way he knows the history of like people cheating there being a lot of shit going on people like ah injecting stuff through through fucking workshop maps why we need to do separate mouses why we can't use spotify Why we can't do all of these things like spotify now by the way of course they they found fixes for these things over time But this isn't a thing that just happened out of nowhere. You know why it happened. And if you don't like it, you could talk to people in in the company to see if it can be fixed and if it can be fixed, then you go on Twitter and you complain about it. But you complain about it in a really meaningful and in a way that you can, okay, we can fix this this way, or these tournaments have this, this, these tournaments don't have this. Of course, maybe some tournaments allow you to play whatever the fuck you want, but if you want competitive integrity if you don't want people fucking cheating then these are things that people want to do yeah. to to secure the integrity and then it's like oh we can't play any map what is this now sirison is getting his notes i don't know what what's going on i don't on know what that. happened with that i don't know what that, uh, that, that could maybe weird. be just someone fucking up on from the admin team or something yeah. it doesn't make That's doesn't make it any sense like me it doesn't make any sense for to me like that thing is like okay this is weird but all of these other cases like you know there's an explanation for it I don't know if players or people are like fucking lazy when they write the tweet and it's just like, ah, oh, let's just write this out, but they obviously, it seems like always, I think it's just a human thing in, in general. Like they always just like omit a couple of details to make it sound like, oh, I'm perfect. And these guys are shit. It's like, it's not really like that. There's more to the story than this. And then
3: people get outraged on Twitter and like complain. It's Fucking annoying. People only grab the first thing as well, though. That's the problem. Like once that hits, people are only going to read what Rob said, no matter what the response to what Rob yeah. said in the future. Doesn't matter. At that point, it's already done, right? So, um, that right there was the the rationale I given. I think it was DJ who made a tweet in response saying, if the players came together and said what type of map they wanted in the game, Valve would add it. Like that would be the solution. If the problem yeah. is we can't have these custom maps because it's possible to cheat somehow, hey Valve. We as the CSPPA, we as the collective player body, would like a map like Aimbots that we could play, right, to warm up for tournaments. And and that's the thing: the players are the most receptive. I mean, sorry, Valve is the most receptive to what the players have to say. And you can reach out. You can reach out. Let me tell you. I can tell you from firsthand experiences. You can reach out. You just have to. You just have to. If you want your, if they want their emails, yeah. players. Send me a send me a message, and I'll give you their emails, so you can email them directly, and you can get in contact with them because I'm sure that they would love to hear from you. Um, so that that's another one there that I just wanted to address. Uh, what else was on my list of rage this morning when I was quite angry at the world? Uh, in general, like you went through just everything to, just before
4: just before you get into that. Like I think in general. Like people are way too quick today to take to Twitter over like the worst, like the, the weirdest things, you know. Like this the like the snack thing, you know. That's like you can fucking talk to somebody at ESL. I'm I'm sure one hundred percent that somebody at ESL will just fix some more snacks or like something that fits you or whatever. Like this is not a big problem. Like there's no way ESL will go, No, you can't have bananas. Like we can't allow that. <laughs> like this is not gonna happen, you know. It's like they're just gonna bring out some more fruit. They're gonna find a fix. Yeah, you know, for some of these small things. So why the fuck do you like why do you put pressure on the situation, just like putting putting things on Twitter? No, right? Because
6: people people on Twitter read this is like fucking players are have no way of getting bananas. It's it's done. It's over. Yeah,
4: exactly. Like, so just fucking talk to the organizers about some of these things. Like, it's crazy how quickly some of these players just go to go to Twitter over the stupidest shit in the world. You know, but like, this... there's no way that, 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 that that's the way that we should go
3: forward, man. The, the catering here in the building is great. I've eaten it every day for three meals a day, every day, right? Three meals a day. They're up on up on the seventh floor, like I said, they have their own little section. PGO had the same section available, I believe. I don't know if it was exactly. I, didn't, I never got to go up there with a PGO one. I don't think we were allowed. But, um, or I never asked, one of the two. Uh, But the, the thing is, was it was multiple different options of food every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, very long windows of time. And if you don't want that, guess what? You can order food or well, they'll order food for you. They will, they will get you whatever you want, right? They're they're treated like kings, like I, they are treated like. The, some of the complaints about the prac rooms not being ideal, I think that's just the circumstances that we're in here with the type of rooms in the hotel that you can yeah. find to do all this. So there's a couple of things that yeah should probably be better, but you have to also factor in circumstances like this. Um, so so there's a there's a bunch of different things that all factor into that. Um, okay, should we jump into talking about? A, yeah.
4: yeah, I mean there was one question that we could maybe address with this because we just touched on this with uh yeah but just in general like the player complaints and the Searson one like the strats strat notes or whatever not being allowed on the table or something like that i know there was a question like that on twitter uh, or something like that i know you you put it in one of the docs that True. um There's it doesn't question, really matter but there was a question like if that's okay if that's okay to to have like if she if it should be allowed to have players like have so many like notes in front of them you know about uh, whatever their game plan or or their strats or, or stuff like that, and sh- if it should be okay, you know, I feel like we could talk about this now, considering we're we're in this. We're give this me, give me your
6: tip. For me, it seems obvious that they should. I don't see. Yeah. Uh... I don't see a reason why they shouldn't.
4: Like, I guess you could make an argument that like they should they should know this by heart and they should like memorize all these things, and then they shouldn't just have like, you know, people could call it cheat codes, but obviously that's not what it is. It's just like you sometimes like you have, these teams have because. so many strats that it's just really really hard. To remember like every single position that you have to play and like every single smoke that you have to throw in this scenario and stuff like that, you could have like 50 different threats on a map, and like you have to remember them. It's just written down. That's that's what I'm saying. Like it's <laughs> just it just helps you so much <laughs> if you have something in front that you can just quickly check and you know uh, and see see what you need to do in that specific situation, right? Like I don't see that as like cheating or any sort of like outside help or anything like that. I feel like that's that's like falls into the uh, area of what should be allowed.
3: Back, back, forward, A, B up yeah yeah like it's a bit longer than that but
6: okay yeah no
3: you know what what i'm talking about here yeah i i I don't see a world where i remember people want to have tablets available and they're like you can't have anything technologically based that's why the phones get taken over the players and shit but having paper right having paper having a book like that unless there's something in the book right like uh, can can i flip through your book to make sure you don't have something like a like a little tamagotchi hidden here or some shit okay then yeah cool we're (laughs) fine like um yeah i feel like that that should have been a non-issue i i've just messaged yeah. to see if i can get something that i can say i might not even get a message while we're live um so we can we can update people next time around um but we try and get to the post about of this sorry yeah about this oh, okay. book. because it's weird right. it must I, I i honestly think i it mean i saw i saw
4: teams just yeah i saw teams just having it in front of them anyway so i feel yeah. like that uh,
6: there was people no are joking problem. like this is why navi isn't that i am winter and no, uh, track track yeah, yeah because they have like Everything printed out, pages and color pages. coded by blade, and it's just like, Boomich, Look at that shit.
3: Please call this trap. Thank you. Yeah, and then they win. So uh, everybody should be doing that going forward. Now let's jump into the event so far. All right. Yep. Yeah. That's my little back pillow. Just yep. All right. Um. So I am Winter. As Prof just said, no Navi here. Uh, that's actually the big deal. That we, I think, the event can thank Navi for not coming because that's yeah. made the event more interesting than it probably True. would have been, right? It's actually given us some conversation points. Now, we had a bunch, but uh, let's start with the Danes. Now, uh, Heroic and Astralis, both uh, a bit rough around the edges. I think for Astralis, you would would expect the honeymoon period to come to an end at some point, um, but so quickly they just rode the high of that arena and then came into a sterile studio environment. At least a positive, by the way, is that all the games were played in studio environments, not in hotel rooms. So that right there is is quite nice. Um, but which one do you want to start with? Strike, i give this to you. you. Want to start with the you want to start with Heroic?
4: Uh, I'll start, start with the straws because I have something on top of my head at, uh, about that. And that's particularly Config and his kind of disappearance. Because that was like a, such a big turn from like the way that he showed himself at Blast. And everybody just kind of praising him for, for being like this. Like he's he was allowing them to go that far. Like it was basically a lot of his work that they managed to do so well at Blast. Because cool. he just like gave them so many opportunities, you know that they wouldn't otherwise have. They didn't get the, so many of these openings from him and just in general, like so much impact. So like for him to suddenly disappear from event to event was weird. I don't know if it, it could just be from like inconsistency and just not, you know, not having the system really put in place and it's just like a lot of pressure on him to make those plays and stuff like that. It's just, you know, if you don't, if you have an early team, like some of these inconsistencies can happen, like you're just not going to have the playbook to fall back on if some some of these like openings don't work and then things like that. So I'm not, like obviously, like that was the the difference between Blast and this event, uh, the big difference I think, uh, or the biggest one anyway. But I wouldn't say that, that that's like what we should expect from Comfy from now on. I think like once they get a bit more time, he's gonna have a bit more of a deeper play, or like straws are gonna have a deeper playbook, more things to fall back on if if isn't like at his top top shape and just like giving the openings all the time and stuff. So I, I wouldn't be super concerned about Astralis, but definitely a big departure from
3: like between the two events. Oh, sure. Very contrasting right. between the two. Blame was sick as well. Yeah, but he actually played well. Uh That's just like,
6: I, I I was sick during the the first couple of days. So I didn't really catch the Astralis game. So I'm not looking at the stats. So Blame F 1.16 rating. Config 0.78. Yeah, he was horrible. Which is fucking ridiculous. That's like awful. That's like no one has that rating. That's like it disgustingly bad rating and then the thing is like you go on to entry stats his attempts are normal 22 22 which is like normal config level i would expect 23 percent success so like he literally they literally played 4v5 half of the half of the time
3: so really really weird yeah weird i think long-term predict projections is this isn't gonna happen like again as striker was saying and uh, but i uh, there's two versions here. The next event they go to, which is next week, right? The, are they playing at the Global Finals? Uh, yeah, I think, think they so. made it, right? They, yeah, it. they, they, place, they made it. Yeah, place so yeah. if they're, they're able to get in and, and, and kind of shake off the last performance and now have a, have a have an average, they don't even need to have a good performance, just an average performance, I would say, is probably enough considering the field, then yeah, I think they can probably continue to ride that for a little while. But I think that unfortunately, there are too many potential issues with the constellation of the team, that they will have the same level of success as the previous Astralis. And I don't know that's setting the bar, the bar like crazy, crazy high, but I think that just some of the issues that will crop their head up, like for example, if Glaive does not continue with the orping duty or gets disenchanted by the orping duty, then you're going to find the team in flux, right? It's going to be a question mark of, do they bring somebody into orp? or Do you, do you actually believe like that he's going stick, to stick around with that? I don't see that being an actual thing. I don't know. Um, I think Lucky's really good performance over there at, at Copenhagen uh, could have changed potentially the direction of the team going forward because he played very well on the rifle and, and and what they want to sell to everybody. It's like with these Nordic teams wanting to sell these narratives that we just have to buy into, um, is the fact that this is a decision that they want to do long-term. Now, the skeptic in me doesn't buy into that, No, but the one that saw them play at Blast buys into it. Right, because I saw like the potential. Right, obviously it's the honeymoon period. It's the flux of having players playing on the ORP when they're not studied and this, that, and the other. But if I was to use like analyst brain Chad and not enjoying the entertainment brain Chad, analyst brain Chad reckons that this has probably got three to four months before it either like completely implodes or we do. The thing some is form like even if
6: Lucky actually is good on the rifle, which I'm kind of still doubting. Like he had some good games, but anyone can have a couple of good games. I don't think Glaive can ever be a top tier opera even like the, the best thing he can do is like be a nitro level op which, and I don't think, I don't think he can actually do that because that's not his style of play. Like he's a pretty aggressive player, so he has to be aggressive and he's not a super skilled player. He's not going to be good on the op it consistently or long period of time. It's just going to be an issue for the team. I don't see it happen. Like Glaive cannot op more than four months, like by yeah. March next year, he's not going to be oping. So even if lucky is great on the rifles, they need a fucking op. So he's not going to stick around. That's just my, my take on this.
4: Yeah. I see, say the same way. Um, like, if you think about what Glaive is the most known for, it's obviously in game leading that, that that's like, that, that, that is pretty obvious. Right. And like, you can, you can think about like how difficult it is sometimes to combine those two roles into together. Um, but that's not even my point. My point is like, he's, he's most known for like utility usage and play around smokes and all the time like you're not going to do that with an op you're, it, it's not it doesn't play into your strengths to to play around utility if you're playing the op you're kind of like being more supported rather than you being the supportive element right like outside of holding angles and stuff like that so like that's it just doesn't play into his strengths in general uh at least not so far and then i kind of doubt that he would be able to reinvent, reinvent himself to the level where they would actually have a top tier opera because like obviously like the today's meta you kind of do have to have a top tier opera too well, he to said it himself. To. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's he said it half a year ago when they, they lost device and found themselves in this situation where they had Dupree and, and Glaive kind of like switching up switching obs depending on maps, depending on sides, and that clearly didn't work and they clearly were unhappy about like actively unhappy about having to deal with it this way. And they were just like counting the days until they finally got I mean, to play with an opera, right?
6: The difference between his uh, comments then and his comments now are just like tied to the duration of his contract with Astralis, essentially. Like he would never say he's not going to say those things now when he True. just signed up for year contract, yeah. because before he could do it, because that was a part of the whole back and forth. Like, you need to get me some good players. You need to give me a good salary. I'm not going to take this shit. I'm just going to leave. Right. I'm glaive. I must go to IGL. I can go anywhere. And now it's like I signed this contract, so it doesn't make sense for me to bury myself in this team and shit on the team that I'm stuck in for the next three years.
4: Yeah, that makes Sorry.
3: sense. Sorry, I'm messaging Lucas. Just let it um, just, I want him yeah. to change that, but we're good. We're good. No, I agree with that sentiment. I think we're all in the similar boat, but I, I think the problem is uh, with the long term we're projecting right now, let's like in narrowing it on the short term, <clears throat> it's still too early to see what we're going to get out of them completely, right? It's still to 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 know yeah. what like so I, I think that yeah they performed contrastingly to blast not as good but I think that was the expectation that they're going to be a little bit in flux and if you were putting too many eggs in the Australis basket then you're not really understanding how Counter Strike works right so uh, I, I, that right there is is pretty straightforward I think the other side of things with heroic however uh, this one here seems to to sting a little bit more they have next week to redeem themselves right like it it might not actually end up being the end of the world but like. They'd, it felt like they were just starting to to get some traction and then this happens. and they were one of the teams who coming into this. I know that they said over at blast that they felt that they were one of the teams who can beat NV. There's a difference between being out of beat nav and being the next best team, right? They're yep. two completely different things. So um with that right there, what what do we make of what do we make of this situation boys with uh, with heroic? I, I i I still think they're a very good team, and I, I'm more than happy to give them a, a little bit more time. when you the, the only loss here that I think is a bad loss is the loss to godsend. Um, and that was yeah. the best of one that threw them into the lower bracket. And unfortunately for them, FaZe also uh, got upset in the opening round. So we meant that we had FaZe versus Heroic off the bat, and, and it, it never really should have been that way.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I generally agree. I I don't think... No, I didn't catch the Godson game, so um,
3: I but can't really... On Mirage, so that it makes sense you didn't yeah. see
4: uh, I don't remember what was there at the same time, but it was kind of, diff- it's generally th- it's difficult to watch the entire tournament. Like when you have setups like this, when you have two matches running at the same time, right? Um, and I think I didn't see this one, so I, I can't tell like what the issue was there um, in, in in particular. But I saw the face series and like that was just a really close series, you know, that could have kind of turned on a couple of uh, couple of rounds, right? And Heroic had a, a very realistic chance to even win both maps. So like I wouldn't really judge them too too harshly on that one. Um, as far as I could st- tell, Stalin was still at a really high level. I think Refresh was kind of off during this tournament, so, which I guess, I mean, he has been like the guy who has been kind of up and down. And when he's up, they usually do really well. And when he's down, they usually don't. So maybe that's uh, that's a part of the reason why. Um, but in general, yeah, I didn't see the Godson game. That was basically like the reason why uh, they got into the in, into situation in the first place.
6: Yeah, um, I, I think there might be a bit of fatigue creeping in for this team as well. Sure. They played a lot of shit, uh, a lot of tournaments, going fairly deep in every every single one of them. But like this, uh, this result and the blast results, not really great combo. And they have one more event to play. They, they're playing the blast finals, right? The World final, yeah. It's like a million uh, prize money, you know. That's a, yeah, it's
3: a, it's a big that, one to I, close out
6: the year. I think they need to do kind of well there to solidify their position as a, you know, land team and all of the shit that's been going on. Are they a land team? No, they're not a land team. But I think yes, a they land are. Team. Yeah, you know. But these results are not not great. the The results haven't been great overall. I think the major, yes, you can you can say that was pretty good, but the what followed was pretty underwhelming. Um, and I need, I think for them, like for their mental state and, uh, just like the vibes inside of the team, they need at least like a top three, top four finish at the, at the last event of the year to be like, okay, you see, we can do this. Oof. Let's reset. And next year let's do some good shit. That's
3: going to be hard. hard. Right? Yeah. Really yeah. hard. Navi, Vitality, G2, Gambit, Heroic, NIP, Astralis, Liquid, like, with the Let's way that, them, yeah. yeah, the way that like Vitality and Liquid are playing a little bit more loosey goosey because of their status, you draw one of those, it's going to be hard. And it feels like if this was a double elimination bracket, which it is, depends on how they do the seeds, right? Do they, how do to, how to Blast normally do the seeds? Do they get the teams to seed each other? I actually don't know. They get so the I teams think it to should be. It might be a bit weird. I, I think, don't think know. it's
6: just an HLTV seeding or HLTV ranking or something. Well, well if that's I mean, the case, have, their opening
3: well... round would be versus Gambit. <laughs> Rough. Fun times. Yeah. That'd be an interesting matchup to have. Yeah, I haven't seen that one for a while, I think. Yeah, for me, if, just to, to put a bow on this heroic situation, I don't think that they need to make any changes. I don't think that, that no. anything needs to happen. I think they just, you know, take the end of the year, understand that it's been a tumultuous time. You've had some dramas uh, to to really understate it. uh, you, You've you you've gone to land. you've had a couple of good performances. Your play style is pretty gambly, pretty in flux, and you do need your individuals to show up to be able to pull that off every time. And that's just what happened, right? I, I think here that uh, it hasn't been the best year, but it also hasn't been the worst year. So I, I think that they should be pretty content. Anybody else have any final thoughts on on the heroic boys? No, lucky like, good. Yep. Okay, yeah, cool. All good. Let's jump into Fnatic, uh, undefeated in best of fives. So uh, this team right <laughs> here actually played quite a good tournament. I would I would say. Um, oh yeah, the scheduling issue. We can we can talk about this one now as well. So this one here, Lucas, I'm going to want to bring it up for you. Um, But this year, obviously, a big discussion that I saw in the questions that were coming my way today were about why ESL allowing a game to be played at 2 a.m. in the morning. Um, I don't think anybody from the players to the staff, to the event, to the viewers, to literally anybody on planet Earth other than somebody who wants to see others suffer, uh, wanted the game to go on so late. Is there a solution start the games earlier in the morning? Um, because and unfortunately prof actually said what i should say and i don't know if i am going to say that prof but one of the conversations we've had on this show numerous times is about the length of matches and uh, how they might be too long and maybe there's a couple of things that we can do to address the length of matches um one of the things that we 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 could do is not rehash that conversation because i'm fed up of having it and nobody seems to listen uh, which is fine you guys can do what you want but When you have a series, let's go through these. I won't link them to you, Lucas, but if you're quick fingers, you can maybe bring them up from the match pages. Uh, We had the game to kick off the day, which was Fnatic versus Big. It went three maps. The first was a 16-7. The second was a 16-13. And the third was a 19-17 overtime game. Let's move forward here. I believe that the next game on the B stream was Gambit versus FaZe. Wait, no. I think they were going on at the same time, no? Must have missed one here. No, uh, were they going on at the same time? Yeah, because they played together later, so... Oh, yes, that's right. Then The the one that went on the B stream, sorry, was Vitality versus G2, right? Which I think for a lot of people came to their surprise that why was Vitality G2 on that stream? Uh, I think it's because it was one of the last times we would have seen either Liquid or NIP because it was an elimination game. Um, And we're going to get G2 versus Vitality or those teams in the tournament again. Now, that series, after we just had the last one that had overtime as the last map, went 16-14, 16-14, 16-9. So another very long series, and then the final series of the day, which is the one that went extremely late at night. Just this is just for context purposes for everybody. Literally went nineteen sixteen twenty two nineteen and sixteen four. But you also missed the gambit side
6: of the of that realm oh, yeah, as well. Oh yeah, which was also
3: a long yeah because
6: yeah, yeah. that was sixteen thirteen on the first map twenty two twenty five on the second map, and sixteen ten on the last one, which is essentially like a four, four and a half hour best of three or something when the thing is like yeah, CS has a lot of variance in terms of how long matches last. Uh, if it's a quick best it of three. Could actually go forever. Yeah. Quick best of three can be two hours and then a long best of three can be four and a half hours. So that kind of wrecks the schedule. And one of the things that some TOs can do is start matches super early. Number one, players don't like it. Number two, Viewers don't like it because you want to do some other shit and you want to actually watch the match. And it's like, oh, why is this match so early? I have to work, I have school, blah, blah. So you want to be like, you have to put it somewhere in the middle. And the funniest thing, as you, ch- Chad, you tweeted, I think. This is the same schedule that Blast had. In terms I didn't of, tweet
3: that. Someone tweeted that.
6: Someone did tweet that. Yeah, But essentially the same schedule as Blast had. Unfortunately, these matches are super long, overtimes and shit like that. One thing that you can maybe put on, on ESL is that they have these maybe a bit longer breaks but these breaks are mostly they just add up in overtime games and that is also connected to Twitch and how connected to having ads and all of these I things know it's that it's like it, it's a complicated deep thing deep topic wh- where it goes and where it starts but it is why we have uh, fucking 2 a.m. finished matches it's not not nothing nothing special in this case it's completely it's a reasonable schedule that got fucked by super unreasonably long games and this is also one of the reasons why you didn't actually see the players complaining about it. it's like what the fuck can we do we did play fucking five overtimes on overpass this morning so it's just going to be a
3: long day i, I agree with scorny's sentiment i think he tweeted this it was either during the event here or it was last week during blast after it had ended but the fact that teams shouldn't be playing two best of threes in a day I agree with that sentiment. I don't know how we've slipped back in that one best of three and, uh, sorry, one best of one and then a best of three like they did on day one. I don't have any issues with that, right? Because at most we're talking four maps, but to do two best of threes a day with what you just said, Prof, with them potentially going for four and a half hours, which I'm sure if we did the maths could happen for a couple of these here, it's too much, right? I think think that's too much. And the the level of concentration that is required to play tier one level Counter-Strike right now. That's a lot. That's a lot to ask out of anybody. I would love to put these like trackers on the players to see how many calories they were burning in that time. I just don't think that we should have a format that has two best of threes in a day. I fought for for any given team, right? And we saw the issues with that, the blast where the teams that played two in a day didn't win, right? None of the teams that played two best threes in a day at blast won a game. I think that was so. Just for multiple reasons, but the same thing. Just to do, just to to back blast up here for a second. The reason that they changed the format so that there were there and there had to be multiple best of three in the day was so you, as the fan and the viewer, got to have every single team in the arena. So they made a decision so that everybody got the arena experience of their favorite team, right? Which that's the thing. Format. You always have to balance like it's
6: entertainment and, and competitive integrity. It's like it's something we constantly have to balance. Is and people say, oh, competitive integrity number one, and in that case. You just never have arena events, number one, everyone. Or if you have arena events, everyone's just locked, locked in like on the side somewhere where there is no chance of cheating. You only do like one best of three per day, but then you actually have to like wait and have like massive breaks and stuff like this. It's like, there's always a give and take there
3: and finding the perfect balance is, is just what we need to do, right? Yeah, and I think that's where we can now pivot into the conversation about Fnatic. So they were eliminated very late in the morning or very early in the morning, as it were, uh, to Gambit. And that was the second time in the tournament they played Gambit. They played Gambit in the opening best of one on uh, Ancient, which they had lost. But then they put up a much better fight when they played within that best of three. And I think seeing this team that we saw when the DreamHack opened and they were looking very good online, very competent, all the parts seemed to make sense uh, they came to land. Crim's had some bangers of games, right? Yeah, Even yeah. games that they were getting like destroyed on Crim's was playing fantastically well. Um, I think to see smooth with this team, this is like the smoothie reboot birth story arc. You know, he's, he's coming out to be a beautiful little butterfly in this new team, Alex showing that he can in-game lead to a competent level to put all those naysayers that he was just Zaiwu, uh, you know, to, to one side, um, every little element here, Brolin, you know, playing some good counter-strike again. This is through the, not just this event, but through the story of this new team. Um, it's good to see. And Fnatic are a team, uh, Fnatic are an org that you want to see at the top tier of Counter-Strike. They're, they're they're an org that need to have, it's like VP, they're they're an org that need to have a top tier team in Counter-Strike. They're, an, they're, they're with uh, CS. So what were your takeaways here, Striker? Did you have anything with Fnatic that, that stood out to you or just, just more of the same uh, patting them on the back type sentiment? Yeah, I mean,
4: I had my view of them tainted a little bit by that last series and I'm not sure if I want to judge them too harshly on it because okay. of how late it ran because... Like the Vertigo, for example, that they ended up losing in overtime or whatever it was in overtime.
3: Oh, uh,
4: yeah, that that was one of those things. But in general, like, there was so that was such a messy map. Like, that was incredibly messy from like, I don't know, like halfway through it to the end. Like, it was like every other round was some e- extreme fuck up from usually from Fnatic as well. Like, I was I was actually <laughs> shocked that they got as far as they did considering how they looked. Like, I did not think they would look that good at all in that Vertigo map. So, like, that's why my view of them was a little bit tainted because, like, before that, they obviously did reasonably well. Like, they beat Ants and they beat Big, right? Big, in a really yeah. close series. That was the other one. Um, a little bit just somewhat concerning that that, that Roland wasn't up to the same level that we had seen him online, like, uh, kind of, like, slipping back and forth, you know, having a couple of really good maps and a couple of maps where he just wasn't really a factor. Uh, and then Crims stepped up in, like, one of the series against Big especially, and then there was, like, a Smooya had a really good start and then also slowed down. You know, they kind of like took turns carrying the team a lot. So that's not necessarily something that you can consistently rely on. But in general, like it's still a good sign that you have like multiple people who can step up and who can take over games and win you games. So like outside of the outside of the vertigo map and generally the Gambit series, I think that was that was just a weird. Yeah, I'm not sure, not sure what to think of Fnatic in that way because like there was so many they look so disjointed on Vertigo in general. Like there were so many times where I caught Somebody just be super ahead of the play and just like the team behind him not being ready to respond when he kill, gets killed by like a pop flash or whatever, like way too many situations that you would never see from a top team, you know, where they get caught off and they just don't respond to plays as the top team should, you know. So like it could be just down to, you know, communication. There's still a new team, stuff like that. Uh, it could also be just, just down to it running so late. This was like at 30 in the morning where or like 30 a.m. Uh, when this was happening, so there was a lot of factors in that. That I, that's why I'm saying I don't really want to judge them too harshly on that one map and even one series because they just kind of like ran out of steam by the time Overpass came out.
3: Well, and, and I think with that, right, I think that is a fair way to critique this. If you then put on top of that that uh, Smuya only joined these guys on the 10th, uh, the 15th of October as well. Yeah. So it is still a relatively new project with all things considered right there. Now, if we were to shift that lens a little bit here, Prof, and we were to say, yeah, look, maybe you could say the context of the game or a couple of like teething issues first time they're playing a land together, this, that, and the other. Um, if you were to shift those goalposts a little bit and you were to kind of look in the future... How does this Fnatic roster weigh up for you? Do you, do you think there's potential now for them to become a mainstay within the tier one teams? I think like for now they get a passing grade. Um,
6: okay. I kind of leaning to what what I saw even from the big game as well. Sometimes like being just like super messy, just fighting all over the place, and that's also like big doing it as well, which is kind of weird for for big to be like, oh, let's just fight Fnatic. Like I, I guess that's. Where big is right now, kind yes, of indeed. kind of lost in in their identity, what they want to do, but uh, yeah, they looked okay. I'm not sold on like oh they're the future, they're like a future top ten team, top five team. I'm not sold on that. Like top twenty, definitely, um, good pieces, as Striker said. All of them had their moments, which is which which is good. We didn't see like, oh, this guy's super struggling, can't do anything. We saw the Krims like 3D bomb in a 16-7 loss. And that's also like that's good for Krims, but bad for the team, right? If if he's mm. dropping 30 and you're getting seven rounds, that's and that's your map pick as well. I think it was Inferno. That, that's kind of concerning. But yeah, in the end, they just they got eliminated by Gambit. They lost to Gambit in the first game, they lost to Gambit in the last game. Gambit should beat them, and and that's it. End of the story. So I think I think they can be satisfied for, with the run. I think uh, effectively this places them like top eight, so above the half of the of the of the, the teams field. that I am yep. I am winter. So okay, like I don't I don't know if they have anything more to play this year, but for these nope, like m- a month so. a month and a half or something that they had this exact lineup, I think it's good, and then continue on to next year to see where the,
3: where they can go. Yeah, I think they pretty content is how they should probably see this one here. Uh, we don't have Big as, as one of the topics, so what I want to do is I just want to go over and not it talk out. about <laughs> No, no, we can just pick up quickly. I just want to make a quick sense. Like, I feel the sentiment uh, that you guys were expressing here of Big taking fights a lot more. I think that's one of the things that Big has to do is go back to backing their individuals because Sirison and Tabson are very good players. Like, that's not even a question. I think Sirison showed in some of the games just how good he can be. He hasn't been consistently that level. We remember him from last year, but he showed this time those glimpses. I don't know if we're going to get enough firepower out of Tizian, and Kito and Gade combined. Unfortunately, I don't know. Like that's still the jury's still out on that. But I think that that is probably the way that they need to to readdress things, focus on their game and how they want to approach things as opposed to being so prep heavy, which I think can actually get them a bit caught sometimes because I think like Keto can have pop-off moments. He doesn't need to have them all the time, but yeah. he can have them, right? We know Gate is a solid rifler. We know that Tizian is the hard support player, but I think one of the things is maybe getting lost in the upper echelons, the tier one, more chess game of Counter-Strike when you're too worried about like counter stradding and tendencies and finding holes, it can come back to bite you a bit, right? So, Interesting to see what happens with Big now. I have one uh, thing to say about Big, if yeah. you're, if you're close, finishing it off. There was this tweet from
6: uh, uh, Lens, from, from uh, yes. Big, with, like, not joining them. with different flags. And I got clear. baited by this as well, but it's it's not a CS team. It's not even about the CS. So Bigger legends. this happened to me a couple of times already. And then, of course, Lens being the troll that he is, he trolled the shit out of me for like 10 minutes in DMs. And then I'm, he's like, ah, this, this is not a CS team. I'm like, Thank you. I will be leaving now and not talking about this ever again. Um, I thought it was it,
4: so funny that like, I, I thought it was such an obvious bait that I just like, I I just had fun with like seeing Reddit, just like go wild with that one. <laughs> I, thought, I, I, like, didn't, what's the, I messaged what's him the,
6: and I didn't even say like, this is big. I thought he was, he was, jo- he was doing this about some other team. Uh, and I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. Like for instance, Australian, Australian, there's like a whatever fucking uh, Dutch player, yes, and some Germans. Seven. Like, what the fuck is going on here? I mean, I stuff.
4: saw, I saw the Reddit thread, and like the, the the actual guy who made the thread said something like, "I think ninety percent, this is the guy Fasher from like ecstatic yeah. Oh, it's and, Chris Gay like, going back. How the yeah. fuck? How, how do we get fuck here? Are you getting this? Like, it could not even be like the the actual CSGO team. You know, I was just like, Jesus Christ.
3: This is me last night at uh, eleven twenty-four. Yo, Big hasn't messaged you, right, Justin? Nah, why that? And then uh, I just went on to inform about the tweet. So just want to make sure everybody out there who might be interested in a anchor rifler from Australia, um, he's he's still still out there. He's still out there. So uh, just want to make that one clear. You know, agent chat in the building. Now uh, let's move forward to a to a team here that maybe they want a JKS. I don't know. OG, Uh, unfortunately, two consecutive uh, years, right? Two consecutive years that we've had. uh, We we found ourselves in a scenario. Where uh, we sit here and go with OG, like, well, it feels like they're pretty good. And it feels like they have a good understanding of the game and the way they want to approach it. But the results don't back that up. And uh, they found themselves in that position, again, with a roster that I actually think is is pretty tidy. Volder, Nico, Flames, and Mantu. Great. Those, those last two names, I think, are fantastic. And Alexi B is the in-game leader. What is the problem right now with OG? What do they need to do to solve it? Or are we looking at more changes happening again? Because we know this team likes to stick with their roster and try and try and work things out. Can you guys pinpoint this? What what the drama seems to be over here?
4: Honestly, I don't know. Like if, I don't know either. Like the thing is, like six months ago when they made this change or ish, I don't remember when exactly they uh, they got the two new players right. I thought like. This is like this was the points where they'd start getting good, right? Like, they, they would be maybe like a sta- stable top 10 team, make a couple of playoffs, you know, just like be be a, be solid, maybe the top four or something, like reach a final, maybe win some smaller event. They've just they've just really not lived up to that potential. And I'm, I mean, I don't even know why. Like, that's the thing. I like, I look at that team and I feel like they have the right pieces, but yeah. they don't always deliver when they should be. Like, for example, Flames at this event was pretty off. I didn't see him pop off in any of the maps that they played. And like, obviously they're going to rely on some of these players for sure. So like, it's, that's one of those problems. Like he's still young. Like you don't want to judge the guy for just, you know, playing a half a year at this level and stuff like that. But like, obviously if you have inconsistent pieces, that's going to be an issue. Um, And if you don't have anybody else kind of like stepping up to make for that, that's also going to be a problem. But like looking at those games, it doesn't even feel like they have missing pieces. You know, it's just like, they just lose games, and I don't know why.
3: Wait, I, I don't have an answer. Do you, Prof, you got anything? I don't know. I think you.
6: we have to look at the core of the team because they've been together for two years almost now, and they made some changes. Two years, right? Uh, before yeah. Corona came came in. Their
3: first event was Ice 2019... Oh, was it? They played was... 2019 at Summit, right?
6: Yeah, late 2019. So it's yeah. two years now. So you have to think about, like, it's Valde uh, Alexi B and, uh, Montu as the, as the co and the coach as well, even though how big of an impact can the coach actually have? I think those three like has to be between them. Do we think Mantu isn't good enough? I feel like Mantu is even a guy that you could plug into G2 right now and he'd be a good, good fit for what they need. Maybe he's not super carry-opper maybe. Yeah. Sometimes he doesn't have these, he has these games. I feel like. Maybe like even Shiro-like, but less Im- impactful sometimes. They're just like, you feel like he doesn't even exist on the server and then whatever, he gets 10 kills and the action happens somewhere else. But I don't know, Valde, good player, I Who think. was the highest rated at this event? I Valde? don't think you can blame him as, oh, this is the problem for the team, like, especially the roles that he plays sometimes. Not, he isn't like the super bitch of, of the team, but sometimes he plays like bitch roles as well. And then you have Alexi B as the in-game leader and both as the individual player. Like this is a guy, if nothing changed, like Alexi B plays connector on Mirage, right? You don't go into connector on Mirage and have a 1-0 rating. You have to do better than that. So from an individual okay. from an individual perspective, also he plays this like aggro, whatever I'm doing, whatever the fuck around the map, like Hampus does and like, Alex to agree before, and the, this type of a thing where he is an IGL that needs to frag. And fragging wise, not that amazing. I think maybe even calls, maybe not that amazing. So I think it has to be maybe some criticism hit his way for, for this team because he's the key piece of the fucking team. He is deciding who they pick up. And some of these signings, okay, maybe a Flames isn't bit or whatever. But overall, I say he plays okay. This event, pretty trash. Yes. You had a hot but time not, this event. But some other events he plays well, and is that is that the be be it, be, be what? Be all and end all? Be yes, all exactly. Like, I don't think we can just say, oh, if Flames plays bad, then fuck, fuck the whole team. We're going to lose to everyone. That doesn't make sense for the rest
3: of the pieces on the team. Do do we put any stock in the fact with these G2 murmurs? Do we think that that maybe could have had a bit of a negative impact on on some of the, the team? I don't know if there's any validity in this. I, I genuinely have no idea. If these Alexi B rumors are real, I don't even know where they started. I don't know if there was a Nell report. I'm not from, sure. From what I
6: from what I heard, it was more like from the org side.
3: It was like an inquiry. Thing.
6: The G two looking. It's into not into like the Nico like calling up uh, Alexei as like go join the team. It's more like G two like okay, how much for Alexi? Is he is his contract up soon? I feel like that's kind of what it was.
4: Huh. Well, yeah. I mean, at the the thing is like a lot of these rumors, it, they will just kind of like sprout out of. Just talks between orgs and then just like looking at opportunities, you know, and seeing what's possible. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's, they're like deep in, in, uh, deep in like trying to get the, this player to actually uh, buy him out and just like, this is the key piece that we're looking for. A lot of the time, that would just go to another org and say, okay, these are the two, two players that we kind of maybe consider, you know, what do you want for them? You know, if, if we were to, uh, to negotiate a buyout, where would we start? Like, what's the, what's the starting point? Um, how could we negotiate it? Right. And that's like how, often like these things get out and like people take it a little bit too far. I think that's what happened with a team like Liquid and Vinny. Yeah. That was also one of those things that I think it was just more like Liquid are just like trying to see what was possible, who was available and like who they could buy out because there was a lot of pieces that they were potentially missing, right? If NAF didn't resign, there would have been three players that they needed. Right. So um, four players even. Am I crazy?
3: Uh would have four. been a leash. Yeah, and everyone else would have been. Gone. Yeah, at least uh, plus four. four yeah. yeah.
4: So yeah, obviously like and a trend. Yeah, sure. Nah. But I mean, in terms of players, so obviously the like they needed they needed a lot of they needed to uh, to ask a lot of people about like what the um what was out there and what was possible. Yeah. So it's just like people need to be a little bit careful about it, believing all everything that they hear from from like some of these rumor mills because a lot of it will just be very early talks and just like inquiries. You know.
6: Yeah. Uh, exactly. Here's the thing.
3: pod to OG as coach a coaching change see, that's him, the thing. Like, give him six months and see how it goes but well that's that's the next thing is like okay well if where does the blame lay maybe the org wants to change the coach see if it's a different direction of the team it feels like Alexi's a pretty outspoken in-game leader though I'm not saying that Raga doesn't have reins or anything but I would say that Alexi gets to kind of call the way he wants to call maybe that would change with Kasada in the team I don't yeah. know um, but that's that's another option right there I don't I, I don't know I don't know what the problem is I think that there's good pieces in this team And it's a bit of a shame that it's not functioning highly. Maybe Counter-Strike is really all about the language, right, Striker? Anyway, um, (laughs) looking at the next set of teams, uh, Gamp and Gonset making top six. Let's do... Godsent first, uh, and then we will do Gambit. Now we had the opportunity to speak to Taco on the show not that long ago, and he told us everybody orps, and I think we got to see this event. Everybody definitely yeah. does orbs, uh, so it was good to see them in the foray of the the tier one teams and getting to see what they had to offer. Obviously, some unique takes on the way that they like to approach the game. You got to see some good stuff out of all the individuals in different matches. One of the key points for me is I think Taco is fragging. I don't think the stats back it up, but at a level that I think was much higher than when he was on the way out the door of uh, his his earlier teams um so it is it is curious to see see that i think like dumau left a a pretty good taste in my mouth i think there was probably some good stuff from Barton at certain points latter like they all contributed and i think this is great right the the sentiment with godson is they have performed above everybody's expectation uh and i think they're a team to look out to see how much they can evolve in the future because i think they were the youngest team or one of the youngest teams of the entire event um what's your sentiment striker with with this mob
4: I was definitely surprised to see them beat heroic again. I didn't see the series, so I don't know why. I don't know what they did so well. Like just looking at the stat, the ladder was just a beast. Clearly like with 29 or something kills when I was checking it uh, just before the show. So like that's a that's a key victory because like we can look at big and obviously like see problems and just like see them not really have a proper identity. So like that's obviously a win that they could have taken. Uh, as um, as Godson, so like I wasn't looking at that too much, but in general, that they also were in a position where they should have beaten Virtus Pro. Like that was at least on the first map, anyway. Like that was also a <clears throat> a really positive sign because some of these teams are really hard to play, especially mm. if you don't have experience playing against them. Like both Heroic and Virtus Pro have just like awkward playstyles that you're just not gonna meet like every day of the week when you're playing against like tier two teams and stuff like that. These are very very unique teams that you kind of have to know what you're doing against win against them, you know, it was like the heroic are really dynamic and they're just they're just react, react to plays like really quickly, like on um in, in like matter of seconds and BP in the meantime, you just have to be really careful about not pushing into them and just like giving them openings that um, they would otherwise not get it unless they push into you and things like this. Like you really need to know how to play against these teams to beat them. So to see them play well against them, I think that was the big uh, takeaway for me. Um, because that if this is a young team, like I I didn't know what to expect from them. Like sure they made made it to the next stage of the major and they didn't really do well there. But you know, that, that was good enough, I guess, for a team that's you know existed for this year and like half of the or not even half, like three of the players have never been at this in this position before. Yeah. So like impressive stuff overall. Um, I mean, they've just been on this upwards trajectory, right? Like they've been qualifying for these events and now All they've the actually stepping taken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this is actually this is super impressive for like a, a, an up and coming team. Like this is exactly what they should be doing. You know, like sometimes you see like some of these teams just pop off and just like go to a final of an event, but then just drop drop away. But with this team, you just see the kind of like the consistent improvement. Like they they've gone from like not really doing anything to just like going to top four to some of these tier two events, then qualifying for the tier one events, and now they've actually done something at a tier one event. You know, taking a best of three win, taking some of these top teams to to really close uh, close maps. So yeah. Nothing nothing bad to say about them. Yeah.
3: It's only up and up, right, Prof? But the, the, the question is, do you expect this to continue, right? Uh, from what you've seen, you think they're just going to keep going from strength to strength? I think uh, that there was reports that I had that they were pretty nervous in some of those games where it got close. Like, especially the youngsters, yeah. right? Vis- visibly nervous. I don't, I don't know about that. Didn't, didn't really notice it. But it,
6: it's a good trajectory. And when you com- compare it to some of these other teams that we had... Brazilian teams playing European events, like international events over this year, like the Pains and Team Ones and stuff like that. Those those guys came in, they got eliminated, came back next time. Nothing changed, right? And for God's sake, they now, especially because they got these streak of events. And to be honest, they got a lot of opportunity to to boot camp in Europe as well. Even early on, uh, they just, they're just building from it. And this is like the perfect time to Have some good results before the end of the year because otherwise, if they didn't do anything at all of, all of these events, then probably you'd, you'd expect like some roster changes, whatever. But they qualify for Pro League, they got this, and now they have like a good level to build on into into next year,
3: yeah. So I think God sent uh, a, a pretty positive review, I guess. Big thumbs up, everybody, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Let's sure. get into this one now. Uh, Prof, I will give you the soapbox for this one if you want to stand on top of this one. My favorite team uh gambit uh, a lot of people calling them gambots what is um what are they saying yeah the people at home they they don't think that uh old boys gambit are, are living up to to their namesake here prof what, what what do you have to say to those naysayers uh i mean
6: in you can maybe say that the results aren't like oh we're a top two team in the world which is essentially what they're gunning for at these last events, like. I think Nafani, I think, said it. it's like, we want to prove that we're the second best team like of this year. And it could be just slightly underwhelming in terms of their uh, their results, but it's not like they bombed out of anywhere. Like people say like, oh, they didn't do well at V4. Like, OK, they had like a couple of early group stage kind of rough matches and then they won the event. Like, what the fuck do you want? Like, is is, that, is this now going to be the, the measurement for Gambit? They cannot lose a single map. To anyone, and no maps can be close. Like, what is this? They won the event. They got there. They beat everyone. Shira MVP, job done, right? They bagged like hundred fifty thousand dollars or whatever it is for first. And people are looking at that like uh, being a bad result. Like, let's. It's not a bad result, right? It's not. Then they have this event. They finish top six again, just like in Cologne. They have land games. They play well on land. They don't. Crumble under pressure. They play a lot of overtime games. They play against the comeback phase. They, they play against fanatic. Oh, wait. If Gambit or Gambots, what are phase, phase clan, the land buff team, which can't beat them? What are they then? No one is talking about that, right? That makes no sense. But for me, they're they're pretty good. Could they be better? Yes. Exile has ca- kind of cause corrected the, this event. Hobbit wasn't that great. I don't know what, what his final rating was, but I know at some points it was like. You know, it's not really amazing. But then we had like inter stepping up Shiro is fucking amazing. He's clutching like a fucking madman. And then I guess one of the weak points is, as well is, is Nafani. Like when you compare him to online, he was much better in terms of like finding space, getting, getting kills early on opening up rounds. So that's a thing that also other teams are adapting to, and maybe he needs to adapt his play to land a bit, a bit more, but they're a pretty good team. I don't know if this, they're the second best team of this year. We'll maybe uh, kind of finalize that when when everything's concluded, but I think they're they're playing quite well. I don't know. I, I They're definitely not bots. Didn't that's get for as, sure.
3: You didn't get as passionate about this as I set you up for, mate. I was I thought you were gonna get going, but no, you, I mean you... I'm
6: not. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. I understand a bit of it, right? So it's not completely unfounded. Of, uh, yeah. There yep. there's there are some points uh, that are true, but. They're, they're a pretty good team. Like, which teams are that much better? For, like, compared their results to anyone else who's more consistent. Maybe G2 over the last couple of months. But other than that, no one else,
5: right?
3: Yeah. I, I think my biggest issue with this is calling them online is when it is uh, four players of a five-man team who are having their first time experiencing LAN under these conditions in this environment and, and expecting them to perform exactly as they did online, right? That's where I take the biggest issue. And There's it's not even... Be... Yeah?
4: Yeah, it's not even... That's,
3: that's
2: the fact like that they went
4: off. Yeah, exactly that they went online and just started to drop dropping off. They they people had already caught up to them before that, so like that definitely played a part in. It. There's no way it didn't. So like people just like learned a bit more about how they play and caught up to them, and and that's where it's, like that's where you find out if you are one of the best and 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 if you're going to be able to keep uh, keep your place at the top because like once people catch up to what you're doing and learn how you play, learn some of your tendencies, you have to come up with new stuff and just yeah. like make sure that you don't stay stay stale and, and make sure you come up with the, with new things, new approaches to the game. So if you stay the same way, people are just gonna expect what you're doing, right? So like that's that's like the next level. And that's not, you know, not every team has that next level. Not, not every everybody recovers from that. Yeah, exactly. Not every team finds it immediately. Not, like they're gonna take take a while before they can get back on top. But they're still being a very competitive team. Like there's no <laughs> doubt about them still being able to pretty much beat anybody in the world on the right day you know like that's just uh it's just that they don't have these right days all the time
3: i i think something here that is pretty clear and build to build off what you're saying like the tendencies Nafani is the initiator for the team he only has so many moves it's like jw back in the day you only have so many moves they need right this is this to me seems pretty clear they need somebody else who can find them space and make them space it can't just be Nafani because if he gets shut down then they lose so much right kind of like Furio with art when it was just art who would go in and he would be like yeah but if i die it's okay we have like an execute plan behind it or some shit right like that's all good and well but you can't operate at a, fi- at a, a 5v4 disadvantage every single round so i think somebody else to help find them openings here and maybe if axel starts to feel more comfortable on land and they can set him up for, for more openings or if hobbit literally just has to take the game by the balls and be that guy to go and do it then yeah whatever um i also a little bit curious with finn not being there somebody linked me i I spoke about it during one of the casts and somebody linked me an interview i think it was groove with senya at the major and i i I didn't actually watch it but the sentiment that was given and i should should watch i should go back and make sure was that uh, they're sticking with groove for now because there's a different way into which they communicate and address the game with finn as opposed to to groove and obviously they couldn't use finn at the major right because he's banned um so so there's i don't know if i don't think they released him i'm not 100 percent. like i'm not inside the little bubble just there of what's going on within the team at uh, that element but um i do think that, that there needs to be a handover period because groove can't do this forever he can't run the fucking whole organization and coach the counter-strike team right so i think there might be something there with the coaching there's also these guys on land you know, there's a lot of things there right and and i i think that they're um someone just said groove is their permanent coach that's interesting that conflicts with what was in that interview i i could be wrong right i don't i'm not i'm not gonna die on this hill this isn't a hill that i i, I need to to go to war over um but there's yeah, a, what, you need to find a different hill there's yeah. a good
6: comment in chat uh, about like rookie of the year uh i mean of course like esports awards does their own whatever shit. but hukar is not really an actual uh people disgusting um, and
3: i want two awards don't take those away
6: from oh, me. For- i forgot about that but like <laughs> of course bit won that but uh like shiro and all of these gambit kids are in the same boat essentially like of course they were playing cs before this but bit was also playing cs before this we we're talking about like your first year on the top level Gambit started late in in 2020 and then into 20, 2021 was the first full year bit also joined Navi around the same time he was like the yep. sixth player right around uh, October 2020. I think like you can say that bit is fucking insane, but he is also not the main player of that team. Like if you, if you look at what Shiro do, did this year, I think you could even say that he is the better rookie for for this year. I don't know what you guys think about it.
4: Yeah, I mean, I I generally think that could have been a disc- more of a discussion just because of also. Bit that's a, there's a lot of recency bias with bits because he's been amazing like these last few few months but it's not like he was great like the first six months or so of, of I mean, his he time. only like, he actually was, joined
6: cool. in April I think
4: yeah yeah of course but he like even when he was playing like when he started playing like on a, on a couple of maps he was o- he was okay but he wasn't great then he, when he went full full time with the team like he was a decent player but he wasn't the, the bit that we know now like he wasn't the bit that we saw at the major like not even close. So like there's there's a lot of recency bias around Bid for sure because he's like that's kind of like the last latter half of the year mm. where we've seen him flourish and not necessarily the first part. So like yeah, Shiro has been way more consistent. There there could have definitely been more of a discussion there.
3: Yeah. I well, I, I that's that's why you guys do the awards. Um so uh right. I mean look
4: look, let me tell you, like Shiro's Unless Bit, I, I, I'm not even going to say because I don't, I don't actually know. Don't I'm, spoil I'm, the top twenty. Yeah, I'm just imagining. Better, what, not, better not say. It. No, look, I don't, I don't even know like where either of these players will fall, but I would imagine Shiro is going to be way higher on the list than Bit because Shiro's just been amazing this entire year. Yeah, yeah. like he's been, he's As been like a top three, player at a top team. What's
6: right? Three four MVPs for Shiro.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's also a big part of it, right? So, like, I think there's, there's no discussion around who's, who was the p- better player of the year.
3: Yeah, well, we'll find out come uh, early next year, I suppose. There, uh, are we happy to leave that and, and talk about the top four now? Let's go. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. We People actually to...
6: didn't do any of the games. Like uh, we skipped
3: the we skipped the quiz as we well. We do them in playtime. Yeah, let's do that later. We we'll do yeah, them in playtime. Sure. This is gonna be a long show, everybody. So uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll do them in playtime. Okay, I mean, it's top... not that much to go off anymore, but it's all good. Now you should see the fucking Google Doc with all the questions oh, no. that Profs compiled. Um, Answering okay, top... all of the questions this time, every single one. I we won't miss a single one. Uh, top four G2 VP Vitality NIP uh i think we we don't have to go too crazy in depth here i think some of the stuff we can skim over a bit like G2 for example they have kenny playing uh yeah. can i just start
4: okay i'll yeah. i'll start at this start this off right because like, we've been we've been thinking about like we were thinking of doing like semifinal previews because there's like so much time lead, lead up to the to the actual matches that we just thought we should do something right mm mm-hmm. So, like, but I was thinking, like, that we should just do, like, kind of, like, a whole preview of, like, these four teams and who has, like, the best chance of win- to win. Something like that, something of that of that sort, like, more of an angle on, on like, who has the best chance to win. And if you look at these four, this is such a weird semi-final oh, yeah, team, man. man. Like, this is so all over the place. Because it's basically two fully dead teams in Vitality and G2. And IP, who's, like, been struggling with, with S-Attack and just, like, really trying to find their place and seeing, like, if that team is any any good. Virtus Pro who has just changed and is kind of like seen as the most stable team of the four because they've, they've just uh, stuck at least with most of the players and they're not expected to, mo- to to do any more changes moving forward right So like VP are the only like legit team out of these four right now, which is just weird you know to, to, to see it at event
3: I want to do a bit of a spoiler here for everybody This is for you guys only HLTV listeners only at the start of the event the winner who we think the you're cutting out, by the way. Oh, I'm so too, too quiet? All right. Well, everybody yeah, can hear me, even you in the back. At the start of the event, we pick a winner who's going to win the whole thing. I picked VP. Okay. So I'm feeling pretty fucking smug about things now, looking at the way the bracket is, because I think they're the ones who uh, are pretty well set here to, to, to win the whole thing. But um, yeah, I, I agree I def- with your general sentiment of the of the bracket. It is a bit, it's, it's rough as guts, as we would say. It's yeah. got a face like a dropped pie. Or look, another fun look, one, one a way, face like a okay. smashed crab. There you go, jump in. Yeah,
4: one way. One way you could look at this is, this is potentially like G2's best chance to win an event. In I don't G2? know how long. Like I'm just saying, like okay, if you okay, look at okay. this this playoffs bracket, and just in general, like what teams are in there and like what the circum circumstances are, like they could easily be the IP. Like there's no question about it. Like that's that's that's. 100% and then there's I mean the bottom part is definitely stronger like Vitality have been doing really, really well despite the rumors and despite the, the, uh, the, the situation that they're in and Virtus Pro are just a, a stable team right like we, we do expect them to be competitive right but like they will reach the final and they will have a chance there yeah. Yeah. G2 or they can definitely they should yeah even should
3: now, the, right. this this is the thing I don't mind if we talk all over the place like we don't need to talk too much yeah. about the performances and all these things because the keys are the, the keys here are a little bit different right like what well, what are we going to say if we talk about vitality you want us to talk about zawi some more is that what you guys at home want because <laughs> exactly. I, like we, there's no point of talking about that but one thing we can say Jonas I hope you're watching can we stop can we stop the games can we stop the games the language is something that we know is an issue within the team yeah. as the tag has said it's an issue within the team it's okay. You can you can we can we can be friends, we can say that language is an issue. SA tag is still an upgrade from LNZ, right? But we just need to be honest with each other, guys. We need to be honest with each other as I go purple now, the purple cam of honesty, we call this one <laughs> But we we need to just talk to each other because for us to talk about it actually helps you if we say, yeah, there's a language issue, right? Was it a great decision to bring him in knowing there was a language issue when the season? Well, that's debatable, but the way that we talk about NIP. Right, it, we can. Th- if if there is shortcomings, then we can. Wow, there's a language issue. Esther tag, he's going to work hard. He's going to fix it because he's that type of guy. He will fix it. I guarantee it. But the other side of the coin is, if if you don't, and there's no problems, and then you perform badly, we have to critique you hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're setting your team up to be put in the crosshairs. Let's go the other way. Let's let's frame NIP this way. The team this entire year has not had a consistent roster. You bring device in, he has to play with two individuals who are from the academy team. That's not the way to set up a championship level team. That's not a way to have your players feel consistency. That's not something that is going to work well with them, right? So, okay, we can use that to your advantage. We can say, oh, well, they haven't been able to find that key piece, but now Esser Tag's available. They found him. They brought him in. He's a great glue man. You know, he's somebody who, once he is acclimatized with the language, will be able to help micromanaging Hampus, who is a hyper-aggressive in-game leader, who has said it's difficult for him to call when he goes for all these aggro moves and micromanage the rest of the team on the rest of the, on the, rest of the map. That's good. We can use that. We can say these are problems with NIP. And then now, when you make it to the semifinals, if you let us say that ESSA Tag is having issues with communication, then it's good. It's like, oh my God, they're having communication issues, but they made the semifinals, right? We can do that. We can frame it differently. But if you go the other way and we pretend there's no problems and we close our eyes and we want to pretend that you guys are geniuses over there with the decisions you're making, then we have to go, we have to be harsh. We have to be dicks. We have to. be it's, it's
6: unfortunate because, like, essentially, what NIP doesn't want to do is go and say like, we actually couldn't sign the players that we wanted to, and uh, so we had to sign a stack. So we have to like eat shit for a bit, and maybe it turns out well because that is essentially what happened. Like, if you ask me, he wasn't their first pick. If you look at Crims, what Crims has been doing, and Fanatics, like, ah, oh, fuck, this could be this could be nice on NIP. If you look at Dupree, like, ah. Oh, He's speaking a bit of Swedish like he's he apparently, according to sources, Freiburg or whatever (laughs) was on the show. It's like, ah, this would be a nice fit as well. And but yeah, you have a player that could maybe be okay on on the team, could be a nice fit, but not right now. So
4: I mean, this is a weird, this is a weird, conflicting approach, right? Because like you kind of want don't want to put so much pressure on your team by saying some of these things that there's no problems, you know, because like that puts a lot of expectations on them from the outside that puts a lot of pressure on the team but at the same time you don't really want to admit that there's issues because of partners and stuff like that and like that the team isn't as great as you would hope it to be right so like that's it's just like i hate it because like i'd rather just fucking learn what's going on inside the team rather than just you know have to guess at it and just like get different information from different pieces from the team and stuff like that right so i'd rather if, if people were just a little bit more to, a little bit more honest about what's going on um, but yeah, whatever. This it's just going to be the same same thing, no matter what we say. So, well,
3: they they have a whole week now to prepare, right, for their semifinal. So there's no reason that they couldn't win against a G two that has a standing, right? That they almost they almost equal each other out. I don't think that tag Swedish is going to get better in five days, like yeah. not noticeably better in the server. But also, they could prepare really hard. They could come in with a really good game plan of their own. It's going to be difficult to prepare for. I team G2. like G2, right? Who are in flux here. So, uh, as far as one that goes, thing though, yeah, fucking Kenny S fans, man. <laughs> I, <laughs> lot love, them. I love Fuck Kenny. How can you not love Kenny? Go-
6: no, but I love Kenny as well. I, I could say that I'm myself a Kenny S fan, but <laughs> okay, these <KennyS> people,
3: you're a real Kenny S fan.
6: But I, yeah, I'm. but the delusional Kenny S fans, which are 90% of the Kenny S fans, everyone oh. wants to take that username on HLTV. You already, <laughs> like, already taken, of course. It's like, oh, he's going to be so good. He's not going to be so good. He hasn't been good. He's been not, not disgustingly bad. He's been <laughs> he's under for nine months under, under average Great. Like all of these people are just saying, Oh, it's going to be so good. It's like, are you actually for real? I actually heard people that are not completely like complete pleb saying like, oh, it's going to be, I believe. I believe, like, completely sold on the Kenny's hype. It's like, please, I don't think even Kenny's believed he would be great. He was like, "I'll just try to be not shit," and he did that. So, props to him. I feel like,
3: yeah, and I think, uh, I think for him, the lack of expectation of him could be good, right? Uh, I think we heard from him in one of the one of the post game interviews or something that he was, he was pretty nervous about things, which is understandable when you've been out yeah. for for nine months. That does make a lot of sense, right? Um, and you're coming in now to a team that was just in the major grand final. Uh, so there is a lot of expectation on you. And the fact your name is Kenny S, right? One of the most prolific Orpers that we have ever had in Counter-Strike. So there's a lot going into that right there. But I think if we frame G2, because I, I, I'm i being kind to NIP in the way that I just framed what they could do, right? I, I You have Device. You have Rez, who is having a better tournament than he did over at Blast, right? I, I, you have Hampus. Yeah. Like there's always a chance with NIP, right? I thought the NIP magic was dead. Apparently they're manufacturing it through chance alone here. But um, on the other side, G2, perfect storm for them, right? They have the confidence of knowing they're such a good team and they have really good individuals. Nico is playing uh, some of his absolute best level Counter-Strike. Um, and then around him, you have you, Aminek's changed positions uh, back to what Nex is doing. So now Kenny takes the orping role. So Amonek, unfortunately, again, continues to change up his play style. Uh, for the betterment of the team you'd likely have nico doing the calling i learned today from Jax that he's doing the pistol rounds um so like you you have all these different elements going on within the squad right and and this team right now with that the pressure that's gone off themselves the fact they made it to the top four they're probably content with that but there's no reason they can't win the event either right this is the situation we're in where we're, we have four teams who all could win the event um it means different things to different teams right so I think the G2 just based off of what they've achieved, their system's still there. One of the things they don't have is their coach and Malik with them. He's gone now. Swanee's here with them in the building. So that's a difference maker right there for G2 as well. But just on them, like they seem like they're having a great time, right? And, that's good. Yeah. This is probably a really good event for them just to kind of relax a little bit and have some fun with things. So, I think for G2, I would like to see them go into the final because I would like to see, like, imagine if they get there, Kenny gets an extra five days <laughs> to play a death match and looking good on the AWP, and then fuck, bang, Kenny on the AWP, and then Prof can become the delusional Kenny S fan again and maybe not be so delusional, right? So, I've got a little bit of like a this event, right? Like, it's with just the context, so weird. Yeah, like it's with the context so weird. That, it's like, ah, ah it's whatever
4: that's There's, sort of, like nobody's going into this event and and like putting shitloads of pressure on them to do really well. Maybe like Gambit, you could look at Gambit, they probably heroic. maybe Heroic, yeah. But like out of these teams who actually did make it this far, like Virtus Pro, I guess you can make an argument for because like they now they they are the team with the pressure on because everybody around them is shit or just like in a
3: shit situation. You know? the yeah.
4: There's a lot of pressure on them in the playoffs. Like out of all these four teams, they're the only ones who do have pressure on them now. Cuz NIP they've done already okay enough for like the situation they're in. They're fucked. Yep. G2 don't give a shit. They they just, they're changing. Like they have Kenny S and they're changing uh, the team anyway in the next year. Vitality, I just could, apparently. I mean, come on. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know for sure who's, who's leaving, who's coming in, but they're changing some things for sure. Like this, I, hope, I don't like, even know what it is exactly but so, I just know we've they have We got what. so
3: much conviction on this stuff don't we We yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: we'll, like we well, think is, is, we've been saying it for half a year but like we we all know it's been leading up to it for a long time so it's just it's got to happen now What if they beat G2
6: at
3: the Global Finals next week? G2 G2 to uh, beat G2. Na'Vi
6: To yeah. be honest G2 is G2's biggest problem so, <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> True
4: uh, But yeah. yeah that's that's just like what's weird about this like G2 are just like zero pressure Vitality are zero pressure they're just like playing whatever they want, right? If they like, want to they, win. Just yeah, 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 no, I'm not saying I'm not saying they don't want to win. But it's almost good for especially G2, who I think have had some of these mental issues where just like, there's a lot of pressure on them, because there's a lot of expectations, you know, and now that nobody really gives a shit, they've just like are playing kind of like a not even not really a mixed style, they're still playing with some sort of a system. But obviously, like Nico was calling now and just like, a different system like Kenny s is a uh, is suddenly in the team while Amatik is also in the team. So like Amonic is just like going back to more of a more of the, the rifle role that he had before, sometimes upping right. So it's just like the the entire team just works entirely differently compared to the last event. So they they just don't really care. And so like that's that's the weirdest part about this uh, this whole event in general. Like there's just two teams who care about this event and everybody else is kind of like in flux.
3: I, I want to just use this as a as a springboard just to quickly talk about something we mentioned it a couple of episodes ago. I want to mention again. For all of you at home once more we need to inform you better so i want you to listen i want you guys to listen everybody open your ears i saw some questions today about why the major isn't the final event of the year the major should be the final event of the year but it is not the final event of the year because back a couple of years ago uh, the players were contacted about when they thought the best window would be for majors and they decided to be in the middle of the seasons that would be the best because they didn't want it to be at the end of the seasons because They'd be too burnt out. Fatigue
4: and whatever. Yeah.
3: So that just means that that's bad management of events, right? To me, it makes sense to have the majors right before the player breaks in the middle of the year and right before the player breaks for Christmas. And I hope that if people are listening at home, that you guys can use your influence to encourage the players to use their influence, to encourage Valve to use their power to move the majors in the future to a window of time that makes sense. Because right now, with this situation of teams being having to play these events with this, that, and the other, and we're going ah, oh, you know, it's a weird bracket. We want to avoid this. We want this to be the pinnacle, and then we want it to stop, and then we want it to start, and then build up again. We don't want to have this type of scenario go on down. Someone yeah. um, okay. in the chat said that
6: hunter said they won't change their rooster. Uh, it's yeah,
4: but there was kind of like it was this also was... like there was like a an interesting word there that I think was maybe a bit of a slip from Hunter because he said yet. There was yeah. like a yes somewhere it, there, you know.
6: There was uh, there was an article and then there was an article with the full interview. And then you read the full interview and you see like, he said like, oh, we don't have any plans yet. And then the guy was like, oh, so are you changing your roster? He's like, oh, we're not changing our roster. For now, something like that. Yeah. And then that for now part is just like not in the headline and people lose their minds. Uh if anything, like it should have been in the
4: headline because that i like that's that's the hint that they will change at some point soon. Yeah.
6: <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't uh take too much from that. Yeah, exactly. Say. Like that's just
4: um I think like it's kind of like an like a
6: um, like an open secret that they
4: will be changing same with Vitality, you know, that there's a an actual report there. I think with is G- just not as set in stone as, as who will even be leaving the team, let alone joining them, because there's just like a lot of teams are in flux right now. Like a lot of players are just like looking for opportunities and a lot of organizations are just like asking for a lot of players. So like there's the, there's been the G2 Monacy rumor from Nell forever now, like he's been reporting on it for like four times about like the status of things and the negotiations and stuff like that. And like the latest is that, is that uh, like yes. they've agreed on a buyout, but not necessarily all the all the all the clauses or whatever? So like there's there's just still a lot of uh, a lot of delay on that one. So obviously like there will be some changes. We just don't know what they will be and when they will happen exactly.
3: Like they're dealing with uh, G2, who loves a interesting clause in the contract. I don't know if you guys saw over there with the League of Legend stuff. Heard, um, I don't know the players. Yeah, yeah I don't the...
4: know if I don't know if that's even true. I know like a lot of people say it, but like I don't know if that. I think it was
3: true. I think that Le- I think Riot came out and said. We we're not going to enforce this. Like do whatever the fuck you want. I think, yeah. yeah. So anyway,
6: uh, yeah. yeah. I think the it was we'll leave it for now. But in the future, it won't work. Something like that. I think that was the that was the ruling. Okay. But uh, who do you think is going to win the event then? I It'd have be. an interesting interesting stat from okay. uh, I, I stole it from SEO on Twitter. He pointed out James' death death per round stat. Yeah. Can you guess it? Yeah, it was like zero point forty-five or something. What what did you say, Sponge? Zero point five five. No, it was zero point thirty-eight. Oh my oh. god! Oh, and the second second best is Kicker at zero point forty fifty-four, and it doesn't sh- die. And Shiro point fifty-seven. So like, yeah. 0.57 is very low. That's like, oh, this is amazing. So how long James, was
3: Jesus in the grave for before he came back to life?
6: Was it three days or something?
4: Three
3: days. I don't know.
6: It yeah, makes sense. Zero point three eight. Was it? The N- Nice try, nice try, nice yeah. try. I'm just saying, that's fucking amazing. But yeah, I, I see a G G2 win. I see a Virtus Pro win. I see a Vitality win. I don't see an NIP win. No fucking way. Not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, but, but however it goes, like maybe an uh, Nico MVP first one for this year. ZywO MVP first one for this year. Jame MVP also be, would be a first one for this year, but even though it could be like you can there could be anyone from those yeah. teams. But these are the kind of the obvious, obvious picks. Yeah. So, well, would it's be... not going
4: to be anybody else from Vitya. Let me tell you that. Yeah, that's...
6: unfortunately, not going to happen.
4: But did, okay. Yes. Yeah. Go for Straga. No, I, I don't know if you wanted to ask like good to, for us to put our money on somebody. I, I was going to go with Vitya, just not to go with the obvious versus Pro one because I think. Virtus Pro is the one is the team who should win, right? Like they're the sure. only, they, they're the with one, the team, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they're, they're the one team who has the most, uh, who has the most to lose, essentially. And that this is kind of their event to lose in, in a sense because of that. Uh, but at the same time, like Vaitati have been showing way too high of a level for me not to believe that they will beat Virtus Pro and whoever they meet in the final. So I would, I would actually go with Vaitati on this because I don't think, I think it's going to be one of those two
3: for yeah, sure. Whoever I-
4: wins the semifinal, I think wins the, the event.
3: Okay. Okay. I think
4: I, as much as I said like this is G2's best best chance to win an event this year and whatever, I think it's still gonna come from the bottom side of the bracket because I think that's way stronger than G2 R and IP. I,
3: I think it's a like a, I look at the map pool matchup here. Obviously, we lose nuke and we lose ancient, but like dust two is a strong map for both teams, right? Maybe we have that as a third. I don't know where like the punishes are. Like maybe Vitality tries to pick in with Mirage or something, because I, I I didn't love VP's Mirage the other day got mm-hmm. overpass there, that maybe VP want to go with. They're always got the the you know the strong buster lurk. Uh, hey, did then... we
4: know this? I I have this from I don't even remember who said, who told me this. Shox is doing pistols for Vitali and has been for a long time. Oh, like he's the he's the one in charge of pistols apparently. I like didn't I've know that. Told this. I didn't actually check with the team yet because I heard this pretty recently, but I wanted to to ask about this from uh, uh not the team this with because this.
6: apparently what sorry not familiar with this.
4: Um, Yeah, I just remember talking to somebody. Was it a blast or was it at the major even? Yeah, I just
3: uh, maybe, I, maybe. Someone this... said in chat, Apex said it. Apex said that on confirmed. So maybe did we he forgot. say that? I don't know.
4: I don't know. Maybe he did. Since some but interview, maybe we kind of like glossed over it. But I heard it very recently, like a couple of couple of weeks ago or something like that, a few, a few weeks ago. So I was just curious if this was like public information that I just somehow completely missed and just like heard for the first well, time. It's last public month. now. But yeah, apparently. I mean, I'm just saying what people told me. I didn't actually confirm this with team with the, with the team themselves. So like, it's uh, kind of like half confirmed.
3: Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Do we have anything we want to say about VP with Flit? Went well, to me, they look more aggressive. Um, I was they, they just them. have much
4: more. They much more of a balance, right? Like, it's not just the Akindar just running around and doing things, right? Like, we yeah, have Flit, Flit kind of too. like yeah. yeah, lurking and just like trying to open things up from another, another side. Like, there's I mean, just way more way more opportunities for the for the rest of the team to kind of get advantage of and they just have a lot more to play with
6: i mean that gambit game you're casting it with the machine you're setting yeah. it up like ah, oh, you're gonna expect a lot of slow rounds yeah and yeah, yeah and it's dust to see dust t side they just rush through mid down to yeah, the yeah, doors yeah. like instantly it was it's great like, okay and the first five six rounds were like all super fast so that's the thing that we when we had your kinder on the show is like the the way we played up till now was for the team that we had up till now now we have a new team now we need to figure out what works for for the players that we have and it kind of makes sense to play more of this like more loose more aggressive style when you have these players that everyone can frag like just individually they're a super super sick individual roster so
4: yeah i believe that's been playing amazing too that's a big part of it too like that i think everybody's everything's kind of coming together for them i feel like because they just have all three of the key players delivering, right? Like you have Jame on his like usual level, you have Flit, and you have your Kindar. just like all of them on a really high level. So I think, yeah, I'd probably say that they would win
3: the event if it wasn't for... um, Vitality. If it wasn't for Vitality. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We have a jump into the playtime now, boys? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's go. All right, let's Let's go to the playtime, roll the bumper, Lucas, and we'll get into some of these fun games. We're back, everybody's favorite little bumper right there, the Playtime Bumper Can't
1: hear us. Yeah. What
5: happened? (laughs) I clicked a wrong button and nobody could hear anything. (laughs) That's all right. We were talking about how you disconnected Ooh. from Teamspeak and yeah. how that nobody could hear yeah. us, but he, he
3: can hear us now, right? Everyone yeah. can hear us. Yeah. Okay. Um. Can Lucas? Let's get into these games. Let's do. Uh. Should we do the quiz first? Uh, let's, prof? let's
6: do. Let's do the quiz. Yeah.
3: Okay. Do the quiz, Lucas. Can no, you actually, choose? let's let's do the the matchmaker. The,
6: the matchmaker. Yeah, because it's connected to Teams, and then we Pick can one. do the quiz.
3: Okay. Let's do the matchmaker, okay. Lucas. Send me the link over onto. Uh, or oh, actually, Prof, do you have the link? No, I don't do have the clicking. Anything. All right, send me the link on uh, on uh, Discord or Rooney. I can please. do the clicking though. Yeah, if you
1: want. Do we all do it together
3: again,
2: or yeah, well, yeah? let's do it together. I need it on. I need it on. Excuse me, Lucas. I need it on disc.
3: Yeah. There it is. All right, all right, all right. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. Uh, today, we're looking at, here we go, uh, we're looking at a bunch of different teams. And as the teams are listed, let one more time, this is the Match matchmaker. You linked the wrong thing. Uh, it's all right. We can make this work. Uh, G2, Phase NIP, Heroic, Gamba, Astralis, OG, and Liquid are the names. And the descriptive terminology is, number one, Challenger, top five in 2022, more changes, stick together, blow it up, or overrated. So let's start with the top of the list here. G2. Does anybody want to take the gamers two? <laughs> blow it up. Blow it up. Blow it up. Blow it up. Where did you blow up G two? I'm gonna go. I, I think they would be the number one challenger with what we know right now. The Navi. Mm, if they make roster G2? changes, it has to only make the team okay. better, right?
6: Unless they, um, I feel like that's what they get, though. Yeah, we don't know what they're getting. I think for now, for, I, we don't have Vitality on the list. For me, Vitality would be potentially a number one yeah. challenger. They could be trash, not trash, but like they could not be even close. But the new team that they have would be out of these teams. You say Vitality? Yeah, yeah the new Vitality. Vitality is not on the list. No, yeah, I, but it's not on the list. No. Even though I made the list, I didn't.
5: <laughs> so how big, someone, big oversight. There isn't
3: Vitality. I guess I guess G2
6: we can put as number one challenger you can do, it could be the you can do both the blow it up and number
4: one challenger because they're blown <laughs> up. <laughs> Happy with number one challenger?
6: Yeah. I mean I think
4: That's, I think out of these okay. out of these, what is it, two, four, six, eight teams? Uh th- yeah, I think G2 might be the one. Okay. okay. All right. That's a safe okay. one.
6: Okay, just uh, let's just uh, let's just go off like striker, you take the next one and let's just, let's just roll like that. All right, let's ding
3: okay. it. Phase.
4: Uh I can do phase, I guess. So I'm just looking through oh i mean they're not even overrated are they because they're the, it's just <laughs> that they're at this point they're just in this weird spot where they should be better than they are but they're not you know so like everybody thinks that they are good but they're not at the at the level that everybody's expecting expecting them to be so it's if, if anything yeah whatever they're just uh, not overrated right it doesn't really fit for them like i mean Thanos? there's this whole exactly there's this whole like rops like if they get rops instead of Olaf, like that's that, that is a really hard team to argue with. Like, that's a really fucking stacked roster.
6: So I'm going to say so, with more changes. More changes, yeah.
3: Okay. That's solid. Uh, NIP. NIP. You're taking it? I'll Do be you nice. click? Yeah, I'll Who's be nice to them. I'll be nice to them. They can stick together for now. I'll give them a little <laughs> bit more time. A little bit more time. They can have a little bit more time. I... I I feel we could go a lot of different ways with this here, but let's let's stick with that. Wait, I'll click more click changes as oh, yes, well. Yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Click so everything, please. Um, give us heroic here. Rob. Heroic
6: top five in twenty twenty
3: two. That's a safe one. All right. Uh, yep. Actually, oh, are they gonna be overrated? Oh, nope. Oh,
6: actually, are they gonna be? If you look at NIP, not NIP. What i talking about, NIP. Forget about NIP. Didn't say anything. Navi mm-hmm. G two. Mm. Vitality.
3: You're game yeah, phase. Okay. Gambit Some big assumptions
6: yeah, Yeah. Phase. Eh, I don't know. I think. I don't have a good. Um, I th- I say stick together. Let's say stick together. But I I think I don't know if they're gonna be top five next year. I feel like they need either individuals to level up, uh, like career wise peaks. Hmm or or they just won't be top five. I don't think, I don't even, I don't even so think oh, they, they need to make a change or like the, the roster makes sense. But I feel like next year is going to be more competitive. And if they don't like step up and they don't feel more comfortable on and all of this <laughs> shit, I think it's going to be hard for, for them to be a top five team. Okay. So overrated? No, I think just let's, just go for stick together. Okay. Because I okay. don't see a reason to change and I don't see a, like a, meaningful change that they can make right now
3: okay uh striker gambit i think that's top
4: five in 2022 i think uh there's they're just a solid roster that i think will will keep being consistently like decent you know um like good enough to to go for like long runs but maybe not like whatever event and stuff like that i think they're gonna keep stay at this around this level until they found find the way to to break back into the top right so i think top top five in 2022
3: uh, Astralis here I've got two things in mind I've got blow it up or I've got more changes but I think both of them for like similar reasons I think yeah. that in like three to four months time they're going to have some issues so like I would just prefer them to look themselves in the mirror right now and understand those issues and change now um, so let's go with more changes just because I think in the next couple of months maybe maybe that is what we what we see regardless of, of, of what the org is trying to tell us Prof, OG. blow it up man Blow it it's, up? It's done. It's two years, hours.
6: zero tournaments, one, been never been top five, I think, top six peak. It's just, it's not perform- I They're not a big spending org. It doesn't seem like they, like, spent a shit ton on, like, buyouts, maybe on salaries on some players. So, respectful results overall, but it just seems like a dead end right now
3: for me. Okay. All right, And finally, liquid Micah. <laughs> top i don't even do no. you think the the new lineup that the
6: that's rumor is going to be top 5
4: so the new lineup rumor is leash NaF, nitro shocks and oc right
6: yeah like i think
4: i don't know what how people feel about it like if that's like if that i probably put them as overrated or not because i don't i just don't know where people rate them at, the, at rate that lineup because i i've seen kind of like both Sides of the spectrum. Like, I've seen people who say, oh, that looks like a pretty sick lineup. Like, that could work. And I've seen people who say, yeah, there's just something missing, right? Like, something not really meshing together. I was talking about, like, the shock, shock snap So, like, if people thought they were sick, I'd probably say overrated. But I think they're just going to be a solid team that's just not going to get a lot of titles, you know, that, like, could go on a lot of deep runs, but not, uh, not like challenging some of these teams that we expect to be, like, the best next year, you know, like, an Avi, like, a like potentially phase if they get rops like, like the new g2, um, like some of these some of these teams. I think they're they're, they're, they're gonna stay like around the top ten level and um, with a decent chance to maybe go far uh, like every other event or so. So I don't even that, that nothing fucking not stick together because I'm just like counting on the
3: on the so I guess more changes, right? Because like they are going to make more changes. Okay. Well, more changes it is. And there you have it. That is the Pi match matchmaker game for uh what's the date the 6th of the 12 2021 at uh 11 o'clock at night jesus sorry everybody uh let's jump into the who wants to be a skin you know we'll do back to back little bonanzas of games right now and this is the quiz at home with the bit skins where you can win a skin we have a quiz uh prof who's doing the quiz i think you should do it i think uh we
6: we re- reused some uh, stuff from the from the one that was supposed to happen with Kerrigan, I think Stryker knows some answers, okay. even though I'm not sure. So okay. you do it. Maybe Stryker reads the questions. All right. You're down the for this, course.
3: Striker? Yeah, sure. All right. If he you gave you some lagged. tips. Stryker's just lagged. He's um, for me. Hello? He's just a, he's a oh, still I'm image. Fucking,
4: I, I closed the thing because ah, I closed like the we're wrong, clo- wrong time.
3: It's getting late. It's getting late. But, I'll get uh, back in I'll, in a second. I'll present this for everybody at home. We are doing the Bit Skins. Who wants to be a skin in you know, challenge? If you would like to win the skin, type Bit Skins in the chat without an exclamation point. No exclamation point required. Actually, let me tell you this. If you do the exclamation point, it voids your entry. So just type <laughs> Bit Skins without the exclamation point, or you cannot win one of these tiers of skins that are on your screen. We got a uh, 50 cent skin, $2.50, $7.50, $15. Bucks and $50 each question I get right will move us up a tier let's kick it off question number one striker bring it to us
4: okay I don't see it okay what team is ranked the lowest at the moment a Astralis B. heroic c Coping in flames
3: Back. Astralis I don't know this is it just it us in. locking it in answered a the reveal Copenhagen Flames see I don't really care about the people not that far the off from each that other they right? win. No. Oh, they're going to hate me all the fans are going to hate me alright all <laughs> good right,
2: that uh, we're not doing this question in the number Royal two, Arena you definitely two. get
6: booed you definitely get booed
3: there'd be lots of booze around right <laughs> now
4: okay, question two which player doesn't have a top 20 medal Bolts Apex or Skadoodle this is actually pretty hard honestly
1: this is hard,
4: I mean not not for me, uh, but like for yeah. for not for a player for give us for give us some logic,
3: sponge, give us your thinking, I think it's bolts he was never like a star player, like whereas skedoodle apex apex in the early days, definitely skedoodle as well was was a banger on the air he was an pa, I feel like it has to be bolts are you like, are you sure? I'm not sure. Uh, uh,
6: I'm going to actually, actually, this is actually definitely wrong. I'm just saying this. It's... I'm just, this definitely. Bolts is wrong. No, like everything is wrong. Oh. All of them have a top 20.
3: So I, so I get it right. No matter what I pick, yes. Okay. I'm not going to pick anything, but what was the answer?
6: No, it's supposed to be no, Apex, all... but I think it was, I think it was I supposed to be I... like MVP or something, but okay. somewhere along the lines, it got fucked up. That's all okay. I'm saying.
4: Okay. They all have it. I yeah. have... Nice. I That's what like...
6: Skadoodle didn't,
4: but he's was to. It was 20th. And That's why it was so
3: hard. It was yeah, actually okay. Okay. because it was incorrect. Okay. All right. All right. I got baited in there. Where did Bolts come when he won it though? He must have been like
4: 17 like or ish, like somewhere bottom bottom end. Yeah. Okay. All that right. was the in 2016, was it? No. Sorry, Bolts. Right. Got... Uh, question three. Okay. One of these players student for NIP in CS: GO. Who? JW Simple Cold Zero. Okay, he already locked it in. Simple. It is simple. I saw it on Twitter like today or something.
6: The weirdest thing like, we prepared this question like 10 days ago and then it was on Reddit. It was like, what the fuck oh, yeah, is yeah, going yeah. on? Who
3: is stealing my questions? Adum. All right. Uh, there was that two, two right so far. Okay. Question, question number four. four. Here we go. All
4: right. Which team didn't manage to qualify for EPL S15 through conference? Renegade. A, extra salts. B star Riders, through
3: C Renegades. Renegades had a bit of a sinker. They went out in the same position as Order. So the only team to qualify from Australia for uh, season 15 of EPL is LFO with APOC, who has been playing Counter Strike for even longer than me. Shout out to Mike. He's got Savage in the team. Who else is in that squad? Yeah, a bunch of names out there. Anyway, I smashed that one. One more. Question number 5. Who is
4: the highest rated Danish player in 2021? 50 plus maps against all opponents. A. Roy B. Blame F. C. Stone.
6: Mm-hmm. This is
1: HLP your rating we were talking about.
3: Against all <laughs> opponents. Roy then. Already got fucked once with the Copenhagen Flames one. Blame complexity was in a rough spot, and, and and they were doing a lot of losing. Down, he's he's had a lot of good teammates around him. He's only started to like flourish as looking like the star recently. So so I I I. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know.
4: This is bait. This is I, I feel like this is like double bait. Like I would also say road, but I think it's like a double web. You know, I don't know
6: go uh, for a
1: gut that's fine thanks mr striker
4: sorry bro Boo. i mean I, I actually would have like my second choice would have been playing that fight actually yeah, yeah okay you sorry
3: everybody i only i only managed to unlock the third tier of uh the Who Wants to be a skinny air bitskins challenge and uh the, can you guys read out what name Lucas posted in the chat as the winner? Grizzly underscore MTR. I'm sorry Grizzly. This is the best I could do for you mate but I hope I hope that this is something that you can work with. So Grizzly underscore MTR you've won but you haven't won all the goodies right there. So uh you've been oh he's been followed oh, since 2019 that's nice he's been he's been a supporter of the OG. show for some time so OG. thanks grizzly i apologize once more i'll do better <laughs> i'll uh I'll, I'll see if i can do we have some next questions time. do we, we have
6: 10 questions we need to answer all of them as we promised nice here we go okay We'll but we'll do them quick fire style we'll just yes, do sir. one each we'll start one with each. sponge striker then me and let's go um Let's see if this is, uh, discuss the rumor that G2 is left as an Alexi B that we have. Okay, minus Lucky plus Valde if Glaive want to keep the op. Sponge, what do you think? That's not a question, but
3: doesn't matter. I think that they need a star op just because of what Glaive has said before uh so I think that he probably legitimately thinks that and I think if you want to be a top tier team in the current meta uh the AWP is is the most sought after role and is the star role so you need somebody who uh who who can be solid in that so I I think uh I can understand why you'd want to add Volder to to Astralis he's a solid player and he was the the man that should have gone there if they ever needed a player a couple years ago but now I think that they they need to prioritize an AWP player yeah
6: I mean he's a Zipnex replacement where. or yep. whatever but, but it's yeah.
3: there for a couple of years now so
6: yeah uh here we go for striker thoughts on current CT sided results did everyone's t-side get weaker or did the a1s buff really change the meta that much and there's another another no. another thing that people asked was about oh is it all of these dead teams why or the reason why people have worse t-sides
4: no I don't think it's all of that teams I don't think yeah I think it's just the the uh, m 4 honestly because I haven't seen people really change their approach um overall, I just think, yeah, I just think city sides are just way stronger compared to before just because of the A1s. It's just also like the lack of, like I've seen so many situations where like people just don't know where they're being shot from because of the, there being so many silencers, you know, like there's just like three different crossfires and you have no idea where you're being shot from. And you're just like looking around and you just don't have that half a second, you know, where you should be able to to tell, but you just don't, you know, so I think that's a big part of it.
6: Okay, says says uh, Bart asks, what are your guys thoughts of ex CSGO Pros coming back from the Valorant spell? You think they left CSGO because of the money, more opportunities, better game, etc. And why do you think we already see them returning? I think this is, by the way, if someone wants to like add in after someone answers a question, that's also for like, up to, up the grabs. It, it is allowed we're allowing that nice uh, i think the the one of the main reasons is like the major and it, people actually seeing like arena events and all of these things which kicked kicked in this um just feeling of nostalgia for for players a lot of people left because at the time it was very stale corona we didn't know what's going to happen cs is dying the forest is leaving and whatever <laughs> So I feel like some players, especially those that didn't find a lot of success in, in Valorant or that were very successful in CS and are not successful in Valorant are going to be more attracted to come back than, let's say, a person that never did anything in CS and left, right? And they are now a, almost a Valorant, a Valorant native, almost. So I think some will come back. I think uh, there is, while we were on the show, Automatic tweeted, like, I'm looking forward to playing with Steel oh, yeah. uh, who signed for it. T1 and Valorant. So yeah, uh, that's, uh, I think some will come back. Maybe not as many as we, we think right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at sponge during most of his interviews, simple talks about how Navi as an org is the best organization ever. What does an org do and provide for their players and can it affect the per- performance of players in game?
3: so something that people need to consider here is simple looks at navi with rose colored glasses because it's from his region so the fact that he has navi on such a high pedestal is because when he was growing up as a kid playing counter-strike navi was the team back with zeus senya starix edward and markoloff and to him he idolizes or i would assume i don't want to put words in his mouth i would assume that he idolizes idolizes what they achieved so that organization holds a very special place for him but on the other side of things if you were Navi and you had Simple in your team, you would treat him like a god, right? You would do whatever you can to make sure that this guy's happy, make sure you facilitate everything you can while upping him and his personality and his sponsor deals and all those things. Look after him, look after his family, make sure that everything in Simple's life is as good as it can be so the greatest player to ever touch Counter-Strike is very content. So when he says those things, it's coming from those two angles. It's likely tainted, but I'm sure that over there, great right, right? I, I don't know what it's like to be a part of navi they seem like they're a very big family right you see them traveling to these events they seem to have uh, 15 16 people with them um, in terms of the region that they're in right now they are the powerhouse so i, I think that it comes from that perspective right uh, uh, he, he seems loyal simple to this team as well so i think it's it's a good give and take. Um, but in terms of what they do, right? You think about how this organization has been a pivotal part of his growth as a human being. So there's a lot of factors that you have to consider, like that, um, helping him become the best version of himself. And I know that sounds like a pretty wanky thing to say, but legitimately, I believe that is what they've helped contribute to. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Um,
6: was this question for? Is it me? No me, I think it's yes, for striker, Has the game become become too professional in a way? I know that I'm not alone in saying this, but I miss the days of trash talking and open space land setups, or am I just wearing nostalgia goggles?
4: I think I mean, it, it would be a bit naive to expect it in these days, just because of how much money is involved and how much like partnerships rely on, like kind of public relations and stuff like that, and just like looking good in front of the fans. And I think, I mean, I was just mentioning this just when we were talking about an IP, right, like there's just like that constant kind of like battle where you don't want to put too much pressure on your players, but you also don't want um, your partners to to look to or like to show your partners that your team is shit, right? Or like <laughs> yeah. in a shit spot. You know, you just want to always bring out the positivity and stuff like that. And that also goes along with the professionalism, which, like I said, I, I'd rather if everybody was being at least a little bit more honest, I'm not saying say everything about what's going on with your team, but at least, you know, when your team is dead, vitality, then maybe you should say it, right? Like we don't let your team act, like try to act like nothing's going on when even though like even they've kind of like gone and pretty much confirmed all the rumors by what they've been saying in their interviews and stuff like that. In terms of like trash talk and stuff like that like yeah i mean we're never going to be in like an mma style or or whatever where people are going to be like just going at each other all the time i think people are just going to be too afraid of public Ah. public backlash in terms of that there's there's always going to be some players who don't give a shit but most of them we're just going to stay on a certain level where they know what they can do and what they can't do you know
3: i i just want to build on this i think that's something that that could happen in the future. We're yet to see it happen. But an individual with a personality strong enough and a skin thick enough and not afraid of community backlash to embrace being a heel. Yeah. He would have to do that with the uh, support of his organization or his team to do that, though. Uh, and I think that's yet to come. I think we could have somebody who comes out who's a really good player who you know, doesn't have to be Mr. Nice Guy. Could embrace being the heel. Could go out there and say "fuck these," you know, and, and actually take that. Like if you look at MMA as an example, I think um, the Colby Covington. I don't know. I'm probably referencing the wrong person here. not I, I, I? shouldn't do that. Um, other, even though Pasha's getting into the fighting scene now, um, but yeah. I, I think that in the future we, we could see that, and that is even still with their professional structure. So yeah. maybe maybe it's something can, in. Um, a question for me: What tier
6: two team? do you see breaking into tier one in 2022? And this is like a giga super hard question because even the tier one teams that we know are going to be changing a lot, uh, and some of them maybe fall off. Who the fuck could go going from tier two into tier one? It's like... Um, if, you could
4: look at, look at maybe make a case for GodSend if you want to consider them a tier two team. Yeah, that's like a task,
6: Um Potentially like an extra salt, yeah. Mad Lions like I don't see I don't see I don't think I don't think a team will will make that die, like jump and maybe this is just like oh let's just pick the top teams they're going to be the top teams but yeah I think even with Gambit and Heroic that we had over the last year was helped by the online online season that we had uh, and with less and less spots being available for teams outside of the partnerships of Blast and ESL it's going to be super hard for someone to to break through like even mouse fanatic big these are 16 17 18 in the world these are part of teams right so mouse will probably rebuild and have a different lineup next year but what's gonna happen there i don't know i mm-hmm. I, I i feel like it, it's very very hard to hard to see a team like even like eternal fire who have like good players and now are playing kind of okay to to make anything happen Maybe I mean, a double... if, we're,
4: if we're talking trajectory, then like Mad Lions was a good shout, I think.
6: Maybe Double Pony pick up, like maybe Misuta gets kicked and they pick him up and then they get signed and, you know, this becomes a, the next French thing with like Amanek as well. And then it, this is like an amazing team that that breaks through. But other than that, I have no idea. Uh, Okay, next one is for Chad. Yes.
3: Why Australia participates in Eurovision? I don't know. Uh, it is very weird. It's a very weird concept to have using Eurovision. We demand
6: an explanation right now here um, on
3: the show. I guess if we want to if we want to try and build a bit of a narrative here, we are a bit of a uh a cultural mixing pot in Australia and we have a lot of different ethnicities in our country from all over the globe. Um so you know, Europe accepts our diversity and uh we we, we bring what we have to offer, or you could go the convict route that when we were founded it was by the Brits and they used to be part of the EU up until very recently or I think we could go even before that I think it was the who discovered us before the Brits some motherfuckers on a boat and they were European so uh, I'm sure the Dutch probably yeah the Dutch it was the Dutch those crafty crafty little Dutchmen Um, okay
6: serious question who will take over as coach at NIP do you think that could do it Or is it one of these players like Golden? Maybe Jonas. I mean, Indes as far so... as I...
4: okay, no, 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 nothing.
3: Um, you can't nothing?
4: say
6: something.
3: Ooh, might... He said too much.
4: <laughs> I think I might have said too much. He said no, I mean, too much. I, I mean, I think people will will see it eventually. So I mean... no, no. It. no, I don't mean I don't mean the code, like the the actual coach that they'll get in the meantime, but I think Jonas will take over like in some of these events. Oh. That's exciting! There. Yeah, I'm before before they get, get the the okay, whatever right, 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 right. getting. Yeah, so. I, I got
3: no idea. We could throw Swedish names at a wall and see which one sticks. Yeah, I mean, I,
4: like, I, I guess like Bunden? Golden is like a show. Yeah, I'm curious about that because like it's <laughs> really hard.
3: Like, wait, hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. not.
4: Yeah. no. Um, yeah, I mean, like outside of like the, the obvious names like Devil Walk and and Golden, I just don't know who else would even be like up for that job. You know, who's Swedish and be up for that job? Maybe they get another Dane. Just make it three and three. Golden's not a bad show. Exist. <laughs>
6: Golden's not um, a bad show, does he? I think Golden could actually be a good good fit. Honestly, I guess it
4: could be. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: That's
6: it. Yeah. Uh, That's it. Sponge's favorite food.
3: I think is bars. Um, no, I don't know. I don't. I don't really have a favorite food. I'm a 32 year old man. It's not, you don't. You don't really categorize. I don't you go. Do. For, uh,
6: that goes to eSports events. You just eat whatever is available.
3: Yeah. I'm I, I, I am
5: going to get into the kitchen once I get home next week. But other than that, I don't really have a favorite food. I'm sad. Nobody sent me any questions. We can ask you a question, Lucas. No, because it's not from the fans, you know. Maybe you. we're your biggest fan? Oh. Oh, that's we, so we could
3: do we got to I, I think I have an idea for a sponsor segment in the future, because what we go. could do, everybody, we could make it prof's mailbag. Right. So the question okay. is get a prof every time. I don't know how we'd get it sponsored, but okay. um, we could do like a we could do a profs mailbag. We got like prof as like a, someone makes like a picture of prof holding like a big bag. It's full of mail. It's frothing over the top with with letters and they like and then it. And then you guys can send things to Prof and maybe you guys draw like a picture of everybody in Prof and go, hey, guys, we had Sammy24369 from Canada send us a love." And then we could do that and we can have some fun questions and, and it can be like Prof's whole thing. How do you feel about that, prof? Would you would you like that? I'd i do that. I'd vibe then, with that, definitely. Just like random shit sent to his
6: place. Yeah,
3: well, uh the actual, about, like, actual things. I could I, I could
6: I could rent a PO
3: box so We're it doesn't actually go to my address. You get some dildos to high-five in your house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why not?
3: Get the ones that uh, are suction copy. You can have them on the walls as uh... you go. Implication, on. I don't already have dildos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right, all right. Um what do we what are we got here on the way out the door, guys? Are we 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 happy? We done? It's a, almost it. a three and a half hour show. That's we it. push
4: the, we push it every time, man. like every time we just go far further and further. Eventually we're gonna get to a four hour show. But well, this is We've a good one. We've never done that before.
3: We made up for last week. Sponsored it was, by THL. Sponsored by THL. The mailbags. There you mailbacks. go. You All already right. have mailbags. You even did a fucking the... ad
4: for them. Easy. Yeah, I did. Easy. Too. Let's, we'll let's get them get on that. the phone. Let's I don't get know if they do
3: small sponsorships, but maybe maybe. What do you mean small? How no way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Lucas, uh, you didn't get a question. Um, maybe we'll see if we can have a question for you next week. Uh, there's nobody sent in questions for Lucas. Yeah, anything anything you want to, you want to know about Lucas? Anything at all? Lucas, you got you, you do you want people to, to ask a certain type of question? No. I, I can do everything. Okay. You can do everything, guys. He's he's flexible. Um, all right, do you want to sign us off tonight, Prof? Not really. Striker, No, I'm oh good. Okay, uh, here I'll we do. go,
5: guys. <laughs> so, yeah, you, didn't, off, you didn't send me any questions at all, but it's okay. I'm not mad. There's been some technical difficulties. It's okay. I got through it. I'm not fired. We love you all. Yeah. This has been episode 66 of HLTV Confirmed. Uh, Sponsors. Uh, the, shout out to Extrafy. They make amazing gear. Go check them out. Party new match wireless mouse. uh yeah they have a what wi- new wireless mouse Party match uh gamble responsibly Bitskins I once bought a dragon lore from Bitskins it was amazing you can also was do it, it. for Martin? No it was uh for it was for myself with my mom's credit <laughs> card <laughs> <laughs> Don't use your mouse. The don't do that don't do that today. don't do that uh display amazing metallic posters go check them out they always have discount codes on their website that's That's fantastic and that's it that's good night amazing sign off there lucas good
3: stuff good night everybody see you next time good night
0: Add some fun to your space with ExtraFi, designed in Sweden with focus on quality products built on experience. You're looking at Project 4. There are four generations of products with super cool colorways to stand out, with matching sets to satisfy with a solid B4 bungee, lightweight ergonomic M4 mouse, the K4 keyboard is fantastic, all of which are performance focused, and finish it off with colorful GP4 mouse mats that are bold in design and smooth on the surface. The retro theme in particular has got the feels. Complete your setup with fine. No regrets, guaranteed.
1: I'm in the house. And sector clear. But there is the window. Hate this badge. I'll take the fire through the pillar. Whatever. Play with PariMatch. PariMatch, your esports teammate. Stuck ranking up? Lost the motivation to grind? Bored of clicking heads on aim maps? Get some color into your game. Bitskins.com, buying and selling skins made easy. Tons of payment methods and instant cash outs. Just choose your dream skins, select your preferred payment method, and start grinding again.
2: If you wanna play like the pros, you gotta look like the pros. The nice thing about Display is they're super high quality and very easy to hang up. All you have to do is mount the magnet they provide you, then just stick the poster on the wall. Every art piece they offer is super collectible and looks great no matter where you place it in your house or room. Another wonderful thing about Display is they also look after the environment. Every poster someone buys, Display will plant one tree. They've already planted over 14 million trees and they're still planting. So you're not just getting an awesome poster, you're also helping the environment.